With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Fuck at the moment. Hey, wrestling fans. This is Wolfie D. And you're listening to Live at the Armory Wrestling Show. Welcome to Live from the Armory Wrestling Show. The premier podcast of indie wrestling. It's just Laura and I talking about, you know, me wearing silk pajamas and a smoking jacket and all that other good stuff. Our studio line is area code 213-816-1605. With your host, Bunkhouse Bob. I will bounce you like a lowrider in a Dr. Dre video, and that's no joke. And the lovely Laura. I think you should be beaten with a wet noodle. For those of you that have the benefit of smartphone technology and Wi-Fi free, courtesy of McDonald's, you're listening to Live from the Armory Wrestling Radio Show. How you doing, folks? My name is Bunkhouse Bob. I am your co-host. Joining me in just a moment will be the other co-host, the lovely Laura. Folks, we'd like to thank you for listening tonight, wherever you're at, whether you're listening to us on Blog Talk Radio or whether or not you're downloading this on iTunes You can find us on iTunes if you go to iTunes and simply type in Armory in the search bar and then go to the podcast link and click it, and we pull up there. And, of course, we're we're on Blog Talk Radio every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. Our studio number is 213-816-1605. Got an exciting show for you tonight, folks. It is the Triple J Show. Tonight we have Jake Manning, Justin Fireball, and Jackson James will be with us tonight. And, of course, without a J, you know, we'll throw in an L and a B and a O to the C, O to the G, and then there's Laura. Oh, and then there's Laura, like, and then there's Maud. <laughs> How are you, Laura? I'm <laughs> <laughs> pretty good, Bob. And the, And don't ever do that. To the whatever you were doing again. Don't ever do that again. That's horrible. No. I think horrible. we should have like I just bunkhouse Bob to the tenth power. That's what we should have. Uh, I can't handle bunkhouse Bob to the one power. I know. I know. I'm hard to handle. Uh, folks, in all seriousness, uh, we did want to relay something to you. Uh, both Laura and I here at the show and and and, uh, and the listeners, we want to wish indie wrestler Will Demented a uh, speedy and full recovery. Please keep him and his family in your thoughts. Some of you may or may not know Will was involved in a car accident this past week, uh, suffered uh, some some big injuries, Uh, and we certainly want to keep him in our thoughts and our prayers. 
If you would like to donate money to help with Will's expenses, you can visit xpwradio.webs.com. If you visit that site, it could give you the information if you'd like to donate any type of money to, uh, to Will uh, to help cover his expenses right now. Um, if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can do that. Our Twitter address is at from the armory. And Laura, how do people find us on Facebook? Facebook.com backslash live.armory.9. That's right. Now, I know that most of you are in some semi-state of mourning because it is well known throughout the Internet universe that CM Punk put out a tweet on 715 saying that he would like to thank all of the fans for their support and their well wishes throughout the years and, you know, blah, 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 not to take crap on, you know, from anybody, so on and so forth. Folks, if you want a in-depth, blow-by-blow analysis of what CM Punk's been doing the last five or six months, whatever it is, since he walked away from the WWE, you need to find another show because we're not going to get into CM Punk. He's gone. But, unfortunately... There was somebody that was on Raw on Monday night, and I know that Laura is just busting a gut to tell everybody who was on Raw. My BFF was on Raw. Uh, Mr. Caleb Conley. Oh, Caleb I know. Don't be a rosebud. Don't be a lemon. Be a rosebud. Whatever. Yeah. He was. He was a rosebud. He was uh, the patriotic rosebud. On the very far right-hand side of the screen, I got down in the floor, up next to my TV, um, to see this. So I was so happy and so proud of him uh, for being on Raw, um, and I hope that this leads to big things for him. Um, as I've said before, Caleb's going places. He's going to go places in this business. It's just a matter of time. What I'm thinking is that I'm thinking that they sh- probably should have checked those Sonic cups to see if they were loaded up with uh, Conley aid instead of, uh, I don't know, you know grape raspberry were. nerd Slurpees. You know that's what they were full of, Conley aid, and everybody was drinking. I yeah, think I know. I had some Conley aid. No, everybody was full of something, that's for sure, and I, it wasn't Conley aid. Caleb Conley on national TV. What a rock of crap. Whatever, Bob. You're just hating. You're just a hater. Just hating on Caleb Conley. And, you know, that's they should have put him, Let him They should have put him in the bunny suit. Oh, put no, that hat on him. Put that, bunny suit. Yeah, I know. Put that head over him so that people wouldn't know who it was. They could have said, I was on TV, oh, but no. they would have said, no, you weren't. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, too pretty. He's too pretty I know. to uh, put on a bunny suit, so but yeah, so happy. And if Caleb, if you are listening, congratulations! Um, I am very tickled for you, and so proud. Yeah, we're just tickled to death. Um, I know. Speaking of being tickled, that you were tickled multiple times at the uh, Fireball show, weren't you? What happens at the grindhouse stays at the grindhouse. Oh, my bad, my bad. I forgot. <laughs> I will talk about the grindhouse, though, uh, a little later on. 
Um, actually, no. Actually, it's time to do that real quick. Um, you, you talk had about a great the grind. time. You talk about the grindhouse. I'll be back in just a second. All right. Folks, if you missed Justin Fireball's Grindhouse shows, there's, there were, there's been two. Uh, it's at the Tremont Music Hall, Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, just a wild experience. Uh, wrestling bands. There were some go-go dancers. Uh, there was a match for a pizza. Um, Big Country was there. Uh, Necro Butcher and Justin Fireball had a knockdown slap drag out. I have never seen a death match live. And uh, light tubes were used. Um, they fought out in the ring. I think I even got blood on my purse. It was just, uh, it was a sight to be seen. Uh, also, there were some sightings. I saw the Tommy Thomas, who put our show over quite a few times. Thank you, Tommy. Always appreciate that. Miss Tessa Blanchard was there. Got to hang out with her for a little bit. It was very cool to do that. Um, mm-hmm. Saw Jake Manning there. Um, yeah. So speaking of Jake. No, no. I, 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 I thought okay. uh, I thought maybe it was, but we'll, we'll keep going on. Carry on. Okay. Carry on. Um, saw Jake Manning there. Talked to him for a little bit. Um, talked to him about $5 wrestling. And my good friend James uh, Shaver, who came up from Myrtle Beach, uh, was not amused uh, <laughs> and uh, left halfway hmm. through the program. Yeah, so I really hate that James, this was not James's cup of tea. And I, me and a couple other people had told him, this may not be your cup of tea. This is just fun. This is not PWX. It's not, you know, anything like you've seen on indie shows. This is just you know, wrestlers in there having a good time. You know, Sleaze was there, Zane Riley was there. Um, let me, uh, let's see who else was The Justice League was, was there. Um, just a ton of people. Mike Levy. Mm-hmm. It was just a good time to be had by all, just to sit back and drink and, and watch some wrestling and, re- and the wrestlers really interacting with the crowd and the crowd interacting with the wrestlers. Uh, my friend Josie rubbed uh, baby oil on Fireball. I did not touch the baby oil this time because I got it all over me the last time. Didn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> had a great time. Uh, um, <laughs> we got to get you up for one of those, Bob. What in the world would make you think that I'd want to go to a baby oil fest? Well, there were girls there. Like oh, that's right, and I know a couple. Of, I know a couple of them that were there. Maybe hold on. Maybe I spoke too soon. Laura. Yes. <laughs> Cat got your tongue. No, I wasn't one of them. No. No, no, no. I no. I just said that there were a couple of girls there that I knew. Maybe I spoke too soon. Oh well. I, I saw pictures. Even, I, I saw pictures. Even more reason for you to come up. Maybe so. Maybe so. <laughs> we we have <laughs> folks totally baffled. Folks, if you you're just tuning in to hear us, just you know, go on back and forth about baby oil and, you know, fireballs, grindhouse shows. They, you know, that's what we do here. We're just going on. We thank, Thanks for hanging out with us. <laughs> <Laura>. <laughs> wait, wait, there's a tweet that just came through. 
I have got to uh, read here in just a second because it's hilarious. Um, okay. Um, hold on. Uh, hate Twitter. But all in all, the Fireball Show was was okay. It was good for you. You had you had fun. It was good for me. I had fun. It's just a way to you know kick back and relax and not have to be so serious all the time. Um, scale, scale of one to ten on on fun level. Oh, it was like a twenty. Twenty on fun level. There you go. There you go. Oh yeah, I mean easily. But let, let, hold on just a moment before we get Jake on the phone because. This okay. tweet actually came to my personal account. Oh, boy. Um, Here it goes. I think. I shouldn't. I think. Jordan Castle, the way at Circle Sky is talking about at Caleb Conley reminds me of when I was stuck next to 40-year-old Orton girl fans, Orton fan girls at Raw. <laughs> uh, Jordan, you shouldn't say that. I mean, because... You know, you just shouldn't. You just shouldn't say that. There's, there's nothing in this world wrong with being a fan girl. Nothing wrong. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna put you on suspension from Team Caleb, uh, Jordan. God. Jordan Castle. Thank you for your update, Jordan. <laughs> and you also went to the uh, XWW Ink Fest show this weekend. You had a bit. You had a busy I sure weekend. Did. I had a very busy weekend. Um, didn't get up till like nine o'clock Saturday morning, um, but that's a different story. Um, I think XWW doesn't get the credit that it deserves because I saw mm-hmm. some really good matches involving mm-hmm. the Justice League. Uh, once again, Zane Riley was there. He wrestled Sephiroth for the XWW title. It was a great match. Uh, Sleaze was there as well. He had a match. Went well. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason Cross uh, and that hardcore match for the XWW title. Mm-hmm. Uh, Terry Houston, Colt 45, and Justin Fireball. Uh, Terry Houston is the new XWW Hardcore Champion. He duct taped Fireball to the ring post and then went over and pinned Colt 45. So we'd like to send out I congratulations yeah, to former show Terry guests. Terry F. And do, Houston. Yep, XWW Hardcore Champion Terry F. in Houston. He's holding like 16 belts right now, isn't he? <laughs> he's got three. He's, three. He holds the Smash Mouth Championship from Milestone. He, uh, I can't remember what the other one is. It's from a promotion in Lexington. I'm sorry, Terry. I can't remember off the top of my head. And then, of course, XWW's um, uh, hardcore title, which he said a number of times on our show that Fireball had a belt that he wanted. Mm-hmm. So he right. went out and got it. Give me a second, Laura, all right? Okie dokie. Uh, while Bob is uh, taking care of business here, I just want to say once again that um, I don't think that XWW gets the credit that it deserves. Um, I think that um, if XWW is in your area, which they mainly run the Charlotte area, uh, you should go out and see them because they have some really talented people on their um, their their roster. I think you should definitely uh, check them out. It's not all hardcore. Um, but they've got some people that uh, work really hard to put on a, put on great matches to entertain you, and I was thoroughly entertained Saturday. I left before the suspension from the skin was <laughs> starting to go on. Uh, that's not really my cup of tea, but hey, you know, uh, after the weekend I had, it was probably tame. 
uh, comparatively speaking, but, you know, that's what happens when you go to a grindhouse show, and then the next day you go to a tattoo convention to watch wrestling. So, um, again, if Fireball does have another grindhouse show. I'm I'm back, Laura. Uh, okay. I'll, be, I'll be right back in a moment. I'm having some difficulties here. Hold on. Uh-oh. Um, thanks, Blog Talk. But once again, if you're in the Charlotte area on a Friday night that uh, Fireball is having a Grindhouse show, you need to come out because I guarantee you will be entertained. Um, you have to come into it with a frame of mind of, you know, this is not a regular indie wrestling show. This is just for fun. This is just people uh, getting together who who enjoy working together and have some fun and to um, break some light tubes <laughs> over the back of Necro Butcher. Um, yeah, I, I have to take my hat off to Justin Fireball because he uh, wrestled Necro Butcher that night, and God bless uh, his friends keeping him from bleeding to death Friday night. And, um, and then I'm Saturday got up and wrestled a great hardcore match. What were you talking awesome. about? I'm sorry. I was talking about uh, that Justin Fireball is one tough MFer because he uh, wrestled Necro Butcher Friday night and then wrestled Terry Houston and uh, Colt 45 Saturday afternoon. Yeah, yeah. And you know, the crazy thing is I saw a little clip of that. Uh, somebody had posted some, some clips on that on YouTube, and uh, I had forgotten Necro Butcher wrestles barefooted. Oh, oh, gosh, it was just like... Oh, I can't believe he's doing that. It's crazy. Eric's never meant to wrestle like that, you know? No, uh, no, it's nuts. It's nuts. <laughs> but at any rate, folks, uh, as promised, uh, joining us here now uh, will be Jake Manning from uh, $5 Wrestling and many other ventures. But we brought him on tonight to talk a little bit about $5 Wrestling and the upcoming documentary that's going to be filmed on Freight Train. Jake, are you there? Yes, I am, sir. How are you today? I'm doing fine. How are you doing tonight? Good, good, good. I uh, just uh, finishing up work here at the, the High Spots uh, compound uh, uh, for the evening, so it's, uh, it's a pleasure taking a little break and getting to talk to both of y'all. Well, we certainly appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule. Uh, you know, joining me on the phone, on the phone with us is, is Laura, the uh, other co-host. Hey, Jay. Hello, hello, Laura. How are you? It was good to see you on Friday night at the uh, Fireball Show. <laughs> it certainly was good to see you too. That was wild, huh? Yes, yes. I didn't stay for the whole thing, so I heard I missed a, a, quite a main event. But the, the whole whole thing and the, and the show and the whole promotion itself, with the bands and the and the acts and everything else, it was it was it's quite a spectacle from beginning to end. That was for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, our studio number is two one three eight one six one six zero five. Jake, get right down to it. Um, on July the twentieth. Five Dollar Wrestling is going to have another event in Elkin, North Carolina, at the Elkin National Guard Armory, and this is not going to be uh, an eye pay per view as other events have been. But in reading uh, reading on it, it's going to be filmed for a documentary uh, on freight train. Can you give us a little uh, little info on it? What's what's been going on with this? Well, uh, it's a project I've wanted to do for quite some time, but uh, uh, as you all know. Over the- course of a year me and freight train have been at each other's throats but of course now after uh russell Kami and freight train are our friends again and uh but like i said it's a project i've wanted to do for a while because you know i've gotten to have the pleasure of 
traveling with freight train for oh gosh since I mean, it might be oh nine now it's or two thousand ten it's been a really long time right and um we've had you know we've really uh i've gotten to know him and he's uh a major positive influence in my life and I just want to share that with with the world why why he is so special and you know there's there's a lot of misconceptions about him and five hour wrestling and stuff like that and I think this is a good opportunity to clear that up but also most importantly he's a great story before I met him he'd been wrestling for 14 years and it was hard for him to get on wrestling shows and people didn't book him and people didn't want him involved in wrestling whatsoever and people would make fun of him and people would say things bad things about him behind his back and it just he never gave up. He never gave up on his dream, and he finally found that place, that platform to to give his talents and show his talents off to the world. And I think that's as everybody, uh, especially in entertainment, but also in life too. We're just looking for that place in life where we are appreciated. And of course, with his, you know, his handicaps and and, and everything else that he has, and the adversity of, you know, being the child of a single mother, uh, you know. Growing up uh, with uh, maybe two nickels to rub together, but I mean, like he's, he's gone through so much adversity and just been positive. And you know, I want the whole world to see that there is some positivity in wrestling, and that's kind of what this project is about. And you know, I think a, a good way to show his global appeal is to take him uh, to another country and uh, show that there are people in another country that are that are interested in meeting Freight Train and there are promoters that want to book Freight Train, you know, just to show that he's just not something in a niche thing, in a niche market, and just a niche prom- uh, performer. He's a, a global-wide phenomenon. So that's, a, so that's a project I've wanted to do for a while, and, you know, uh, the whole thing of getting him overseas, you know, was a financial burden to the project, but that's why we're turning to uh, crowdfunding for that part of the documentary, but um, really this show on July 20th, this, this Sunday, is about the local crowds that have seen him all, you know, for the last couple of years, their opportunity to possibly end up on the documentary, get interviewed for the documentary, uh, and also mm-hmm. through the show is for, you know, B-roll content and all kinds of things. So if you show up to, to the Elkin Armory this Sunday, uh, July 20th, for $5 Wrestling, uh, bell time at 5 p.m., uh, more than likely you're going to be on this, this very, very, very special documentary that I hope uh, transcends uh, wrestling itself. Now, and I see that we've got a caller on the line, and caller, I'll get to you in just a moment. Uh, you know, Laura and I have had the pleasure of speaking to a lot of individuals that have been involved with $5 Wrestling. You know, we've, we've talked to Freight Train, we've talked to Caleb Conley, Terry Houston, uh, Raider Rock, Jeff Hitman Hart, um, Eric Thompson, on and on and on. We've talked to talked to several, and and I can say, and and all the people that we've spoken to, and I and, and I actually met both you uh, briefly at WrestleCon in New Orleans. You were setting up some video equipment, and, and I went over and talked to Freight Train. He was at the high spots table. Of all the people that I've ever talked to involved in wrestling. And, and I've said this before on this show, whether or not you're a fan of the $5 wrestling product or not, you cannot doubt Freight Train's passion nor his integrity. He is one of, honestly, my hand to God, one of the most beautiful people that I've ever met in my life. And, you know, I, I just wanted to get that out there. Jake, how long have you guys actually been filming uh, this documentary? How long has this been going on? 
Well, I, ju- I just started it uh, like a couple weeks ago. Like I, I did a wonderful interview with Ray Train's mother. Um, I also filmed uh, an interview with uh, the guy who was his wrestling trainer last week. Um, I mean, it's kind of just something I've put together now, but uh, the thing is, and the beauty of the fact of a final wrestling, and I, I've, I have kept uh, just about everything uh, that's out there with Freight Train in a high-quality format for me to put out onto a, a documentary. I've, I've stockpiled stuff for years. There's probably some stuff you haven't seen, some promos you haven't seen yet. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's outtakes, there's all kinds of things. I have, you know, the raw footage saved on external drive after external drive after external drive. So <laughs> I have quite a bit of footage from the library already on hand. So I have, I have quite a bit of B-roll footage, but like I said, I want to get some more stuff right now but i i think where the where the rubber is going to hit the road here is uh you know i think this sunday is going to be a big part of you know what's in the documentary with the fans and some of the wrestlers and stuff like that and also too i will be taking a trip to the midwest where i will be talking to colton marty and also getting commentary on the show that we're, we are filming which will it will be a dvd uh download release as as you know, as other previous releases before, but uh, I'll also probably see Madman Pondo, you know, maybe maybe see if I can't get in touch with Cliff Compton, and maybe even Rip Rogers, who's actually a fan of the product. Um, mm-hmm. And then also, too, I've got, uh, you know, the filming over there in England. That's going to be a big, 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 big thing for me to get as much footage as I possibly can while I'm over there, because that's going to be exactly what I'm going over there to get. And, you know, so I, I want to make sure that the... the fans that donate to the Kickstarter that, that their money is uh, well invested and I get filmed about every second I possibly can and really take full advantage of that opportunity and use it on the documentary. Okay. We're going to take this uh, one call, if you don't mind, Jake, and then and then we're going to... No, I know no. the lawyer's got a couple questions for you. Hold on here. Okay. Uh, 704, you're on with Live from the Armory. 704? Hello? I hear a bunch of background noise, but I don't hear anybody talking, so we'll we'll keep moving along because I know that your your time's valuable, Jake. Laura, go ahead. Well, if it, if it was a 704 number and they, they uh, mm-hmm. weren't smart enough to pick up, my money is on Raider Rock, I'm just saying. But. <laughs> imagine imagine uh, that. Yeah, imagine, imagine that. that. <laughs> Ugh. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I don't even want to start on Raider Rock. Um, I know. You know, Jake. Nobody does. You know, Jake. I've had no, no, because you can't finish. Um, um, you know, I, I've had the pleasure of actually hanging out with you and Freight Train uh, the night before Wrestlecade and saw the way that you guys interact with him and that you take care of him and that you know you guys are really looking out for his best interest and looking out for him because I know there's some issues where people are saying that, you know, you guys are exploiting him and things like that. And I just wanted to get that out there that, believe me, folks, that's not the case. The guys at High Spot love freight trains. I've seen it with my own eyes. Well, I I appreciate you making that clear. And, and yes, there are a lot of people. And I've... But thinking about it, addressing some of that in the in the documentary as well, some of the negative things, just to clear clear some of that. But I don't know if I want to make uh, this project with Train negative in any, in any sense. But because mm. I I right. know how I feel about him, and, and and the thing is too is like people think that we are laughing at him, but 
there, there's something inside a freight train where he knows he's being funny. When he says something and I laugh, he will come back to that thing and, and say it again. And he's not, and he's cognizant, he's cognizant, cognizant of the fact that he made me laugh and he knows laughter is a good thing. So he is trying to come back to that. I've seen him do, seeing him see me react to something and, and I've seen him bring it up again. That's, that's comedic timing. That's a, awareness mm-hmm. of what's funny. You know, he's, he understands that. He wants you to laugh. You know, he doesn't want you to feel bad like, oh, I shouldn't be laughing at this guy. No, he wants you to laugh. And sometimes he does stuff to make you laugh. And, you know, he knows that sometimes he slips on the banana peel or sometimes he's the guy that sees me slip on the banana peel. So, like, that's, that's our dynamic. And, and, and I think people just, they, they know the kind of, the perception of five dollar wrestling is we make fun of bad wrestling, but that's not not the case. That might have been the case on volume one, but uh, once Freight Train showed up in volume two, the, he changed the whole dynamic of what five dollar wrestling is and means and stands for. And he really did. And I wanted to bring up to his appearance on Put Over the World uh, when he was explaining to Caleb about a wormhole. That was just <laughs> funny. That was the well, best thing, thing ever. That, that's the thing we try and do is we try and put Fred Train in predicaments to make him the smartest person in the room, because in exactly. some instances he is. Because I've seen him, I've been in locker rooms with some of, oh my god, <laughs> some of, some people that just don't have any sense. But like, you you get Fred Train in, in a wrestling locker room sometimes, and you look over at him, and you're like you are the smartest person in this locker room right now. And you know, I'll give him a look when people start acting a fool, and I'll, I'll, I'll give him a look. And he knows what I'm saying almost subconsciously because he'll just nod his head, and he's like, I know. Yeah, because he, <laughs> you know, he, 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 he seems to get frustrated with stuff. And, like, he knows exactly how I feel about it. And, and it's, like, it's moments like that that make me realize that, like, you are the smartest person, and and I think you know that's that's something about him that's very special. So, yes, Freight Train is a very very special person. He's very warm. Uh, if you guys have never met him, he's always with a smile on his face. You know, glad to meet everybody. And Big Donnie told me this story of a of um, when Freight Train was in a locker room with I think it was Tom Pritchard and Robert Gibson and and uh, Big Donnie and. Uh, I didn't know this, but Freight Train does this Tony Atlas laugh, and he mm-hmm. had everybody in the whole locker room just rolling with that Tony Atlas laugh. Yes, yeah, he got a, he, when when you get him in a big laugh, like he and, so, and almost sometimes he uses it like like sometimes he'll try and be play a heel character and he'll he'll he'll, he'll hit you with it and it, it, it'll floor you and I think he. Like I said, he pull, it's, that's one of those things that he pulls out to make you laugh. Like, he, he understands comedic timing in a sense. He knows what makes people laugh. I'm like, oh, this is a good time to do this. You know, like, you know, or he'll throw it in there and, and you'll react to it. Because he'll, he'll do it. He'll do that laugh. And then on a dime, stop and turn around and be serious. But it comes out of nowhere. And it, it's hard. I don't even want to imitate it. But I've heard it on a... Uh, I, I think it was. It, it's on the definitely. It's on the five dollar roar release because it's in the, the video where he talks about. Gotcha. He goes, yeah, dynamite do suck people. 
and, and like, <laughs> like it's, it's just a weird cadence and the way he does it and he, he knows he made people laugh like he's he knew what he did so gosh i love you <laughs> yeah i mean like i said that's what he wants he's he knows he's making people laugh because because ha- ha- laughter is happiness he wants people to be happy at, at first and foremost well, you can't you can't be around freight train and not be happy and not smile. I I have found that he just well, he that, has this that, infectious vibe. That that is very true because he came into my life when I I was not happy with my life and I I, I silently thank him every day for it. But I think this documentary is going to be a very public thank you to him for it. So that's you know kind of how I oh, ho- hope is people feel. That's so sweet. Very cool. Bob, did you ever get that collar back online, or? No, no, we're we're good. Okay. Now you, you can tell Jeff Hart. Right. Don't worry, I'll, I'll talk to him tomorrow. I'll talk to him on Sunday. So. <laughs> <laughs> if he's listening, he heard you. If you can understand him. I can't. Yeah, either, <laughs> it's either Red Rock or Jeff Hart. Either one of them. I'll see him on Sunday. Don't worry, I'll answer the question. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure they'll have a million and two for you. Uh, they always do. <laughs> well, uh, let me ask you uh, two quick questions. Um, uh, George Coles, who uh, is a listener, wants to know um, when you were t- when you made the Heroes of Burke County documentary, how long had you actually known, you know, Terry and Big Donnie and Little Donnie? Well, uh, Terry, um, I didn't. Uh, he. He just kind of came with Big Donnie, like as I was doing Five Mile Wrestling Terry. It was a very late addition uh, to to you know the Burke County Boys and everything like that. Uh, little Donnie to me, I knew him right away from the Heroes of Burke County thing because um, he he him and J C Steele and uh, you know that whole crew up there. Every time they'd wrestle, it was a curtain sellout. Like it, like we had to we had to watch their matches because Georgia do ring rattles for them all the time and we're, we have to see these guys matches. They're doing stuff that like I've never seen people do before. I don't know why they thought this was a good idea but boy I like it that they did it. It entertained me. <laughs> so and, 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 little Don, and little Donnie he's got he too is one of those people that his the way he takes a move is just so unique. <laughs> it's just it's, 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 it's borderline impressive and just like uh, hilarious at the same time, but he's he's another lovable individual as well. And I I I think the world of of, of little Donnie. And um, uh, but big Donnie took big exception to um, all of that, and he actually wasn't too much involved in the whole taping of Heroesburg County, and saw it and got very upset by it. It was like the very beginning of people saying we're making fun of these people when really, I mean, these guys are living their dream and but what they're doing is entertaining and it's it's a thin line of of we're like are we laughing at them or with them but no I think they enjoy the fact that we're just watching and 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 that was really the case with the Burke County boys and and I, during the the very beginning of five dollar wrestling me and Big Donnie had a lot of ups and downs and we used to have hour long phone conversations were it was back and forth in each other's throats. But I'll I'll say this and go on record right now. Big Donnie is 
is a tremendous uh, performer for the type of wrestling that I put out there, and he understands the product. He understands what the crowds want to see. Like, and, and a perfect example of that is, is the All Gimmicks Needed pay-per-view. You watch that match with Jeff Hart, and that's actually a good match. And mm-hmm. the way he interacts, the way the people react, you know, that's something that you, you can't teach people is, is improvisation. The crowd's doing this. I'm going to do this. And just, you know, he knows when to pull this out, but just he, he's good. And, and he's, he's a, a true ambassador in the sense that he will go out and get bookings and he's like, hey, can I borrow the, the Fido Wrestling title? Because I, I keep it pretty close to me for, for obvious reasons. But, you know, I always let him take it on the road, defend it, represent it, get the name out of the company. He's defended that thing in Alabama, Ohio. West Virginia, I think Tennessee, and these are all bookings that he's lined up himself, and he's used the brand of Five Dollar Wrestling, and he's brought it into places where people may not necessarily know about it. But after they leave, I think they get a kind of sense of of what's going on there. They check it out, and he's he's done nothing but but good things for for Five Dollar Wrestling. And I can't say enough good things about Big Donnie, and I don't really say that too many times because. People want to know more about Freight Train and some of the other people, but I, I can't say enough good things about Big Donnie and, and what he does for Five Dollar Wrestling. And you know, like I said, if nothing else, I go on record right now and, and let that be known. Well, well, that's awesome. I think a lot of, of Big Donnie too. He's been always been good to me at shows. And speaking of shows, you know, Bob's met you and seen you at WrestleCon, and I've seen you at Five Dollar, obviously, and I've also seen you at PWX. And I just want to go out there on record and say that you are missed very much at PWX. It just doesn't seem right huh. for the Man Scout not to be on the card, and that I hope one day that you will come back. I just want to put that out there. Well, I, I appreciate you saying so, but there's there's a lot of a lot of strings attached. There's a lot of things going on, but nothing I want to get to at, at, at this on this medium or, or this platform. And sense. I understand. So, but I I do miss the fans because I. Never would I thought that I would be a fan favorite in, in people's eyes, and the PWX crowd made me feel that way, and and felt wanted when I felt like I wasn't wanted and nobody cared. So PWX and Freight Train helped me through a lot of rough times in my life, and for me to have to be there right now uh, deeply bothers me, and and sometimes it you know I, it makes me think about it a lot more than I should. So. I, I I totally understand that. I, I totally understand that. So, so the upcoming event, five dollar wrestling, July the twentieth at the Elkin National Guard Armory. That is seventeen seventy five North Bridge Street, Elkin, North Carolina. Bell time is five o'clock. The doors will open at four thirty. Uh, folks, you can go out and see all the stars of five dollar wrestling. Jake Manning will be there. Filming, a freight, uh, filming the documentary, parts for the documentary for Freight Train. Uh, Jake, do you want to go on and give out the link for the uh, for the Kickstarter uh, for Freight Train's trip to England? It's, it's probably something like crazy, like because there's a short link. It's like KC, whatever. But if you just go to highspots.com, if you happen to buy a DVD or two while you're there, you go ahead. I'm not going to fault you for that. But we've got a lot of good stuff up there right now. But if you just go to highspots.com, uh, there's a wonderful banner ad with Freight Train's Big old smiling face on it. You just click on it, and it'll take you right to Kickstarter, and you can donate. So that's probably the easiest way uh, to go okay. do that. Because, like I said, I think Kickstarter is like backslash something twenty-four 
Right. Just go to highspots.com. And like I said, if you buy a DVD, great. You're, you're winning the game. Uh, and there's a big banner ad, and you can click on it and donate, and we can go from there. Now, if Freight Train gets over to England, we've, we've both, Laura and I have debated this back and forth, and somehow or another he gets knighted, we can call him Sir Freight Train. We may have to have our own little ceremony at some point in time. Maybe, maybe we can do something kind of unofficial or honorary or, or something to the effect that uh, we, we can do. And maybe, maybe at least put a, get a crown on him and, while we're over there. So. <laughs> sounds sounds I, good. I love that idea. <laughs> Jake, if, uh, if people want to find you on social media, how can they do that? What is your Twitter address? I am I am very responsive on Twitter. Uh, may it be replies or direct messages or whatever, uh, and I do get back to you. Um, I, my handle is at Manscout Manning. It also has a link to my Facebook page. I usually kind of add everybody if they have enough, you know, friends and stuff like that. Because I do use Facebook as a tool to like, like, hey, if you know where I'm at a show, and you're like, hey, can you bring these DVDs, or hey, can you bring these knee pads? You know, please, you know, I, I usually try to accept as many people as I can on my Facebook, but the preferred uh, social media for me and the one that updates the most is Twitter, and it is, once again, at Manscout Manning. Also, make sure you check out the High Spots YouTube page. Um, I'm very active on there with uh, Dad, You Don't Work, You Wrestle. I do make mm-hmm. evil guest appearances on Jane Caleb Put Over the World, <laughs> and I do pop up from time to time uh, s- sitting next to probably the most electrifying man in High Spots YouTube history, uh, the man known as Freight Train. Yes, sir. Jake, uh, one last thing that we could get from you, we ask this of all of our show guests, if you could record a, a small bump for us to say something like, this is Jake Manning, you're listening to Live from the Armory Wrestling Radio Show, we'd greatly appreciate it. Okay, let's see if I get it right in one take. Listen up, all you weeblos, you are listening to Live at the Armory Radio Show. So you better keep listening, or else I'll find out. And that's a promise. Scouts honor. That works for us. Jake, that works awesome. for us. We really appreciate your time tonight, Jake. Oh, appreciate appreciate you getting me on and giving me an opportunity to promote the Kickstarter and the wrestling shows coming up this Sunday. Thank you very much for coming on tonight, Jake. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Jake. Mm-hmm. And there goes Jake Manning. Very cool, very cool. So remember, folks, July the 20th, $5 wrestling at the Elkin National Guard Armory, Elkin, North Carolina. Uh, you can go out and see all the stars of $5 wrestling. So, very, very cool. Nice to have Jake on. Appreciate his time. Jake is a, Jake is a really great guy. He is so hardworking. Um, if you're at a wrestling show and he's there, Nine times out of ten, he's put that ring up. Uh, he's taking that ring down. He's putting a show together. He works hard. Uh, don't mm-hmm. get it. Don't get it twisted, folks. Jake Manning works his butt off and is yep. uh, may look busy at times, but is so approachable uh, and talks with fans. And even took a picture with me like two years ago before Five Dollar Wrestling exploded uh, into the phenomenon it is today. So. Yeah, Jake is, I can't say enough great things about Jake Manning. I agree 100%. And I'll tell you what, if you want to go on and uh, read down some indie events, I'm going to take a break and I'm going to get our next guest on the air. 
Okay, there is an AIWF show in Mountary, North Carolina uh, this upcoming Saturday. I'm going to do my bit best to get there because it's got one of my favorite people on the card, Cameron Cade. Remember, it's Cade's kingdom. We just live in it. Um, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be at the Mountary National Guard Armory. We're going to have um, Kevin Phoenix there. Uh, like I said, Cameron's coming back. Um, James Anthony, the Star City Rollers from Roanoke, uh, will defend the AIWF Tag Midlake Tag Team Championship. Uh, the Trust will be in action. The CEO of Keeping It Gangsta will be there. TC Washington, Sergeant Stryker, Kid Courageous, Jacob Ryan, Kyle South, and many more. Um, if you want to go, tickets are just six bucks for first come, first serve. Last time I went it was the Crazy Eights, the Bravados, and Cameron Cape were there. Phenomenal wrestling. Cameron Cade will be there this time, not the bravados, but can't beat six bucks. Go out to the Mount Mary National Guard Armory and support uh, AIWF Mid-Atlantic Wrestling. And also LXW, the League of Extraordinary Wrestlers, presents Invasion of the Ubermension uh, at the YBW Arena in Jasper, Tennessee. That's on 204 Potter Street, Saturday, um, July 26th, which is not this week, but next week. Uh, bell time is 7 o'clock. All tickets are eight bucks. Can't beat that either, folks. Um, we have a lot of people on there. Um, if you want more information about that, you can go to www.lxwwrestling.com. You know, also watch it on iPay-per-view. Um, here we've got the Uber Munchen, Uber Munchen, not Munchen, sorry. Uber Munchen versus Sickness. Uh, don't speak German, folks. Sorry. Six-man tag team, barbed wire tables, barbed wire doors, light two bundles of joy deathmatch. That's a mouthful. Um, the LXW undisputed champion of the Intergalactic Empire. Say what? That three times fast. <laughs> the LXW undisputed champion of the Intergalactic <clears throat> Empire. Okie dokie. I ain't making this shit up. Uh, well, I, you uh, did, uh, uh, you're not. Well, I know you're not. So would you like uh, me to continue, or no, do you have our next guest on? Those, continue so? on. Can you finish up with what you were saying? Okay. Okay. Um, John Rare is the champion. Uh, this is kind of – I have copied this off their webpage, so I'm a little – Oh, okay. That's who Uber Mention is made up of. John Rare, Freak Show, and Acid are going to take on the sickness, which consists of Spider Boudreaux, Suicide Beast Bryant Woods, and Hardcore Terry Houston. Okay. It's going to get real up in here, folks. Um, Texas Death fans bring the weapons match. My good buddy Big Donnie's going to take on Earl Cooter. Oh, boy. Our good the friend Earl. Rules. The coot rules the roost. Rules the roost. Um, barefoot thumbtacks and Legos and carpet strip house of pain, weed oh. whacker deathmatch. I guess they wanted to make sure they got all that in there. Colt 45 yeah. versus Maniac Mike Mondo. I've got oh, some others, so if you want to, if we want to start talking to Fireball, uh, we can come yeah. back to this. But okay. um, can, yeah, that. <laughs> that's what's going down in Jasper, Tennessee. <laughs> oh boy! Speaking of <laughs> hardcore death matches and uh, all that other good business. Uh, joining us on the phone, as promised, as booked, as as billed, fresh off of uh, his Grindhouse show and fresh off of the uh, XWW show, we'd like to welcome 
Justin Fireball to the show. Justin, how are you tonight? I'm doing pretty groovy, you know, just taking a margarita, listening to the birds sing, watching the grass grow, just chilling. I hear you. I hear you. We certainly uh, certainly appreciate you being with us tonight. Oh, it's no big deal. Whatever. It's whatever. Uh, on the phone with me is uh, Laura. Laura, you know Justin. Justin, you know Laura. Yes, I well, do know Justin. <laughs> it depends on how you define no. <laughs> well, how about uh, <laughs> by acquaintance? How about that? Yeah. How, yeah, how about that? Yeah, uh, we can work with that. <laughs> folks, are, uh, <laughs> folks, our studio number is 213-816-1605. Justin, uh, I know you've wrestled for Milestone, and I know you've wrestled for XWW. Can you tell me some of the other promotions that you've been involved with? Uh, let's see. Yeah, I did, some, I did a $5 show once for Jake. Um, I used to wrestle for... Uh, ROD, I've done, uh, what's I've done? Is it AIWF? I've done, mm-hmm. I've done mm-hmm. the, what else I've done? I can't really remember. I've done like a lot of, a lot of stuff, but mostly it's been, uh, Milestone next WW because I consider those my, I guess my homes, I guess. You know, right. Milestone came first and then, uh, XWW took me in and treated me, you know, really well, really great, you know, so. Yeah, okay. that's nothing too, nothing too fancy. Okay, all right. Well, it seems to me that the deathmatch wrestling uh, seems to be as popular as it as it's ever been, um, you know, in, in several promotions. Why do you think that is? Why, why are people still still drawn to deathmatch wrestling, even though we may have seen, you know, some of the most bizarre, crazy, insane shit that there is to do? Why Why do you think people are still attracted to it? Um, I think the reason is is because uh, despite the you know the big turnout numbers they have, I would say almost every show that you go to or you know, has some kind of form of death match has almost a whole new fan base that's never seen that before. Because you, know, mm-hmm. you have a lot of fans who come in who grew up watching you know WWE or WCW, and then they got you know a little bit older like high school years and they became too cool for wrestling and then. When you get back in your 20s, you don't really care what anybody thinks, so you start checking out other stuff, and then you hear about stuff like, uh, you know, the Big Japan Wrestling and CCW and IWA Mid-South, and so you start seeing that stuff, and you see stuff you've never seen before. And also, I think the reason is because deep down, humans are just uh, mean and violent by nature, so there's a part of us that just wants to see somebody get their head cracked open. That's, that's okay. my opinion. Kind of like the proverbial, you know, car accident, don't want to look but can't look away? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you think that, uh, do you think that there, there will always be this, this level of, of support for deathmatch wrestling? I mean, I guess what I mean by that is, is that a lot of the stars that were innovative in that genre of wrestling have started to get a little bit older. Do you, do you feel like the torch is being passed on to, to guys like yourself and, and Terry and some others that are involved with it to keep carrying it on? Oh, that's that's, that's, a, um, that's big words that you say, torch be passed on. I don't even know if I even want that torch. 
Um, sadly, <laughs> I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say that it, it'll go on. It'll stay underground, which like it is now. But you know, unfortunately, everything changes. That's just a part of life, no matter what aspect you're looking at. Because if you take wrestling from the '80s, it's totally different than it was in the '90s. You take it from the '90s, it's totally different than it was in the 2000s. And if you take wrestling from say like the '40s and the '50s, it's not even the same ball game. It's right. um, you know, things just change. And then who knows what's next? I remember uh, when I was younger, really big into wrestling. The big thing was the luchadors. That was like the that was the top of the line stuff you wanted to see. It was either luchadors or you wanted to see you know six foot seven just bodybuilders do slamming matches. And then that in the day's time is nowhere near what's on TV now as far as popular. So that's, I mean, so I guess to answer your question, I mean, I think it'll always be there because, you know, there was a time when ECW was like the coolest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. And I think that ECW will always live on as some kind of legacy. But um, sadly, you know, as you know, I hate to say it, but there will come a time when Necro Butcher's going to die, you know, Masada's going to die, you know, Cherry Houston's going to die, and I'll die, and everything will just die. And, like, everything else just slowly gets forgotten about. Like, for example, you know, you take Frank Gotch, you know, George Hackensmith, you know, uh, Gorgeous George, all those guys that pretty much invented what pro wrestling is today. Very few people, as far as uh, mark-wise, you know, fan-base-wise, have any idea who this cat's are. So mm-hmm. everything comes, everything goes. It's just, just part of life. Okay. Sorry, sorry, I'm I'm tweeting. Sorry about that. I know you're um, tweeting. There's, there's a <laughs> obligatory pause. Sorry about that. It, it, it's me. Um, uh, Fireball, what was the inspiration behind the ground the Grindhouse shows, and will there be another? There will be another, and um, as long as I'm still able to work and make money to pay for them, there'll be many more. And as long as Tremont still likes me. You know, as long as we don't piss, you know, as as don't piss each other off and just want to kill each other, because that does seem to happen in, in business aspects over time. People tend, tend to fall out, but you know, uh, what was the inspiration behind it? Um, growing up, uh, or still to this day, I was a movie buff, and I just love grindhouse movies. I love exploitation films. I love the fact that you got, you know, just girls showing their tits and ass getting beat up for no reason, guys killing each other in the most violent way, stupid little joke puns, you know, just, you know, movies kind of like, you know, Surf Nazis or, you know, Werewolves on Wheels or even to the modern day with the Machete films being so popular or, you know, with Quentin Jertin putting out Death Proof and uh, Robert Rodriguez doing uh, Planet Terra. You know, I've always loved those kind of films. You know, the cheesier the better. In fact, uh, I'm not sure this counts as a grindhouse film, but my actually interest music that I used for the Grindhouse shows is from a film called The Howling Part 2, Your Sister is a Werewolf. I doubt anybody catches on to that, maybe like three people. But that's what I come out to. <laughs> but, uh, but what made me want to do it was uh, I love pro wrestling. But unfortunately in wrestling, you come across a lot of people that you just can't stand, like people that you just want to punch in the face as hard as you can and walk away. So I thought... You know, in a lot of wrestling shows, and I'm not mocking anybody, I'm not spitting on tradition, I respect it and all that stuff, but sometimes things are just too serious, too boring, and too bogged down. And I understand that's the old way, and I'm not mocking that, but I thought, wouldn't it be cool if there was a show that was put on 
where it was just fun, no matter what kind of match it was, whether it was the worst two guys that had no business being in the ring match, or he had two good guys going at it. He had bands playing, because who does not love music? Cause I'm a big heavy metal fan myself, and I love punk music and metal. And who doesn't like girls? I mean, who does not like girls? I mean, even gays like girls. So, I mean, girls are good, awesome. So why not put girls together? <laughs> why not put bands together? Why not put wrestling together? Why not put it in a place where they serve booze and everybody just has a damn good time? And, and don't even make it expensive. Because for what I charge for my shows, is uh, I could easily probably charge 25 bucks to get away with it. But I don't see the point in doing that because well, it's 25 bucks. People, Most people only make minimum wage. So even me charging 12 I feel bad about. But I have to make some kind of profit. I have to keep the venue happy. I have to be able to pay the people that I can't afford to pay. I, you know, so there's a lot that goes into it. But uh, the main answer is just to have fun. You know, have that fun. You know, have a match where you can wrestle your best friend. Go out there. There's no good guy. There's no bad guy unless you want to be a good guy or a bad guy. You go out there. You wrestle. Then when you get done, you go have a beer, and you can come out and watch the next match wrestle. I mean, because let's face it. If you wrestle and say the first, second match, or even the main event, you miss almost the whole damn show. If you in most wrestling shows, and usually Zayn mm-hmm. Roddy gets stuck in the middle. So who does not want to watch Zayn wrestle? So no, why not go have your match? Go change clothes if you want to, or come out naked. I care less. Go get your beer and be out there in time to watch you know Zane wrestle, or to watch me wrestle, or to watch Eric Slees wrestle, or to watch Big Country wrestle, or to watch whoever's out there. I mean, just you know, why not have that fun? Because deep down, if you're a wrestler, you're also still a fan. You get to realize that. And plus, like the party, true. He does like the party. Well, did you? I thought you, and maybe I dreamed this up. Did you have a dream or something? About a grindhouse show, did someone come to you in a, gr- a dream and say, put on a wrestling show? Well, when I was a kid, when I was like, uh, probably like six years old, I always dreamed about doing like this. Of course, in my dream, it was a lot more fancy, a lot more money, a lot more bigger names. <laughs> you know. But I always had this dream of like doing, uh, just doing something really awesome and cool, which everybody does. I think everybody has that dream. Now, whether you act on it or not is up to you. Um, you know, I was dumb enough to act on mine. Yeah, you know, I took a chance. <laughs> I invested a lot of money in that first show. Didn't know how it was going to turn out. My biggest fear was, what if I get all these girls here, I got all these bands here, I got all these wrestlers here, and what if nobody shows up? That was my biggest fear. Luckily, it did great. I mean, everybody that was there it did great, you know. But yes, I had a dream about it. When I was a kid, many years ago, totally different scenario, but that's pretty much just of it, yeah. Okay, all right. Well, then I didn't dream that up myself. Um, no, you were probably just Where did your love? Uh, yeah, of course, I always dream of you, Fireball. Um, <laughs> what is it? Is it getting too um, wet around here? <laughs> <laughs> Because, I mean, me, oh, you know, me, sleep, and right come over. Um, and take care of this. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep that on the verbal. Oh, like, please bring this camera. We, 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 can, we can turn a profit on this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I think I'm blushing I on the radio. Are you blushing? <laughs> you ain't got a mouthful, right? You ain't got a mouthful, right? <laughs> 
So you need so you need a smoke break to calm your nerves down. Is that what you need? No, I think I'm okay. I was wanting to talk about you who, you know, good, clean, fun you who. Yes. What about you? Where I love you. Lo- it's delicious. It. Where did that come from? Where did your love of uh, uh, you who come from? Um. Okay. Like most people, I was five years old once. Yeah. Like most people. Unfortunately, I never really grew up. I'm, I'm still pretty much the same dude I was when I was five. The only difference is, you know, my dick's a little bit bigger, my face is a little hairy, I'm a little fatter and a little bald. Uh, um, but I just never really grew up. I'm still five years old, pretty much. Um, I love you. And when I was when I was a kid, uh, my family was pretty poor. We, I came from a broken family. Me and my brother, we were dirt poor. You know, my dad did the best he could what he had. He used to work, like, all freaking day. Like, he would drive, like, 300 miles, both, you know, combined, just to work and so we could have something. So we didn't have, like, a lot of money and stuff growing up. But when we did have money, we would walk up to the store, and, of course, I love you. Now, this is going to sound nasty. When I, I used, my big thing I used to do was I would buy a Yoo-Hoo and some sardines. And I was, like, <laughs> a fat kid and nasty. And that sounds really nasty, and... <laughs> Looking back, it is very nasty, but I've always loved you. And I'm gonna give everybody a little tip: buy you who can, you know, the can for you. Put it in the freezer for like 40 minutes. Take it out, shake it up. It have these little like frost ice chunks in it. It is like drinking the nectar of the gods. <laughs> really? Yes. See, we I will have- stop. I, I will have to do that. Um, I would tell you right now, it, it will be yummy in your tummy. Yummy in my tummy. Well, I'll have to do that. I'm not a big fan of you, Who, but I think I'll have to try that. Try. Um, I want to talk to you about something that was happening during Snowmageddon. I turn on, you know, go to my Facebook page, and what do I see? All these wrestlers in the snow, naked. Oh, so that, I know nothing. I know nothing about that. Um, me as a person, um, every time it snows, I've always done that. Even back in the MySpace days, so you know, like 2004, 2005 days. Um, I did it because it was fun. You know, I don't mind showing up what I got because I, you know, I got a little bit to work with. It ain't much. You know, it ain't it ain't porn star status, but it gets the job done. I never had a girl complain except for the first girl I was ever with. Cause I didn't know what the hell I was doing. You know, but anyway, um, you know, it was, I used to go for fun. I used to party a lot. I still party, but I used to party a lot back then, like a lot, lot, lot. And I just always thought it was kind of for, you know, shits and giggles. I would run and you know, jump in the snow naked, and everybody would laugh, and my dick would shrivel up, and everybody would laugh even more. And, uh, I just, and now as far as Rass was doing it, I don't, I guess this year it just turned to be, uh, a cool thing to do. Um, I ain't gonna say that I invented it, because, I stole the idea from my uncle. My uncle used to get drunk, run out in the snow naked. So, but, uh, I'm not, I guess it's the cool thing to do. I mean, I'm not, I will tell you this. If you ever do it, it does feel like you're releasing this, uh, I don't want to sound all spiritual or anything, but it sounds like you're releasing this energy. And it's, it's kind of like a high. I guess it's a high. And I guess that's why everybody does it. Man, who doesn't want to have, like, you know, 16,000 likes on Facebook? <laughs> this is true. I'm I'm sure you had a ton. 
I did. Um, actually, I got reported for that. Somebody reported my photo, like two of them. So I don't know who it was, but you know, I guess sometimes <laughs> when you get the big package, you get you, you, you get reported. I don't know. Haters. <laughs> That's what it is. Haters. 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 Yep. Um, let's talk about how uh, the match at Inkfest went for you the second day that I the second day of Inkfest the day I was there um, the hardcore uh, the death match with uh, Terry Houston and Colt Forty Five. Um, what, what do you want? Tell me what you want to know. Well, you know, you, you, you lost the belt, and <laughs> you know you can't say that Terry cheated because there were no rules, so you can't really cheat if there's no rules. Um, so he duct taped you to the uh, <laughs> to the ring post, but you did something with the bamboo pole that you had, or the the uh, kendo stick that you had when he was up on the uh, oh. top rope, so so uh, if you elaborate on that. You're talking about where I pretty much sodomized Terry? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, they call him Hardcore Terry Houston, and when I was growing up, we heard, when, when I heard Hardcore, it meant porn. And Terry takes me, oh. he take me to the turnbuckle, to the outside the ring, I thought that was kind of kinky. So I said, hey, Terry, Terry, Terry come here. Not, maybe Terry come to fight, but it might come to fuck. I don't know what Terry's here doing. But you know what? I'm facing this. I'm bleeding. Colt's bleeding. Terry's bleeding. Terry's standing on top of me. I got a stick in my hand. Why not put it in his ass? That's that's what came to my mind. It wasn't much I could do. going like one free arm. But I did what I could. <laughs> that's funny. And I didn't lose the belt. I let Terry hold it for a while. That's all. Oh, so he's just keeping it warm for you. Yeah, Terry's keeping it warm for me. I'm letting, I'm let, I'm letting Terry feel cool for a little while. Even though Terry oh, is okay. not knocking Terry, even though Terry Houston's walking around like damn also hardcore to my dragon on them damn belts he's got. Justin, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, talking about Terry Houston and Colt 45 and some others, and and, and, death, and we've talked to other other folks that are involved with with deathmatch wrestling. Is there a bar for you on what you'll do and won't do in a deathmatch? Yes, there is. It's funny you mention that. There's a there's a joke that goes on in the locker room. Um, you know, I was the hardcore champion. Little unknown fact about me. I hate hardcore wrestling. I hate it. I despise it. It sucks. Not just saying they're taking away anything from anybody, but it sucks and takes a toll on your body. So any way I can, I know nobody's going to believe me saying this, but if anybody that's a wrestler who's ever like been backstage has heard me say, please, no barbed wire. Please, no light shoes. Please, no thumbtacks. Can't we just have like a regular match? And um, but is there a bar? Um, I would say my bar is uh, locking up. I even, I don't even like locking up, uh, but uh, unfortunately, when you come to that curtain, you get this rush, and the more people is there, the bigger rush you get. Mm-hmm. So the more you whore yourself out, so to say. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. What starts off as uh, I ain't taking one buff on anything, turns in I'm being fucking hung from the damn bleachers, and then there I am there two hours later backstage saying, "What the hell just happened?" Right. Please tell me somebody videotaped it. Yeah, that's what happens, pretty much. Now, you, talking with like Colt Forty Five and you know and Terry, and, and they've had some words for 
do do younger guys come up to you that are trying to make a name for themselves in, in deathmatch wrestling or hardcore wrestling? Do you have any words of advice for them other than what you've told us, like what you say in the locker room? Has anybody legitimately come up to you and said, you know, you know, what what should I do in this situation or what shouldn't I do? Yikes! Um, I don't think anybody's ever asked me anything like that. Because uh, to be honest with you, I've only been wrestling about two and a half plus three years. Mm-hmm. Um, now somehow I got a lot of fame. Not I'm trying to say I'm all big star studded, but somehow I, people tend to like me. As a matter of fact, there was a guy called D. Tommy Thomas. Mm-hmm. Maybe you heard of him. You probably have. Uh, yeah, he's being a the Tommy form, Thomas, former show guest. Yes, I think he put me over once. So Tommy, I'm putting you over now. Yep. Um, me and the Tommy Thomas, the Tommy, that's hard to say, the Tommy Thomas, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we started roughly about the same time. We never really worked for the same company at the same time. We used to just cross paths. Like, he was doing XWW stuff and doing commentary for them. I was right. a bitch ring boy for PWX. I used to do whatever I could to put the ring up just so I could get the shows for free. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started wrestling at Milestone and the little stuff here and there and you know, me and Tommy always cross paths because we're both in the Charlotte area. Right. And Tommy used to always say he wanted to be like me, and I used to always say I wanted to be like Tommy. You know, so it was kind of like a, we were both kind of like admiring the other one, even though we were doing to, like totally two different things. Um, we just both always admired each other. That's why whenever I first, my, the first person I contacted once I got my idea for the Grindout show, the very first one. The first mm-hmm. person I called and wanted to book was the Tommy Thomas. So right. I said, if I can't work with him, I don't even want to do the show. I, I mean, that that was the first person I called and booked. And then number two was uh, Country, yeah, because Country's my boy. Um, and then number three was Zane, because it's just so hard to get in touch with Zane, because Zane's so cool and popular. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the first person I wanted to book was the Tommy Thomas. What was the question we were talking about? I forgot. Uh, we were just talking about guys coming up to you asking about Words of advice in deathmatch wrestling. Oh, yeah. No, nobody's ever asked for no advice. People always, uh, no, nobody's ever asked for no advice. People ask me what I do in that situation, and my answer is run. Run fast, <laughs> run hard, run long. Yeah. Turn and run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just what, run. What, what do you now, find? Now, people have asked me about um, wrestling Necro Butcher. Cause I've wrestled yeah. him twice. And, uh, you know, me and Necro are good friends. It's, which is really weird for me because I grew up watching that guy. But uh, we had a match together back in November at uh, Death to the Queen, which Terry Houston won the whole tournament. Congratulations to Terry. Um, and me and Nick were to sit it off. We went to the party. We stayed up all night long. Me, him, and Johnny Smalls. Uh, we stayed up all night long just drinking and enjoying nature, if you catch my drift. <laughs> um, yeah, just having a good time. A funny story. Um, somebody left a bottle of wine at the, at the, at the party, and everybody cleared out. There's a half a bottle of wine there. And me, Necro, and Johnny Smalls are passing around and we're sharing this big bottle of wine. Uh, matter of fact, I still have the bottle in my, in my house, sitting on the mantel. Anyway, we're sharing this bottle of wine, passing around. And as it gets close to the bottom, it starts tasting really funny. But, you know, we're like, fuck it, we'll keep drinking. Well, we get done with the bottle, like, Necro says, this tastes kind of bitter, and there's stuff floating around my mouth now. So Johnny Small thinks it looks in there. It turns out the wine bottle is actually the ashtray for the night. Uh, no! all night. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. 
the, the perils of yeah. after show wrestling parties. Oh, oh my god, that's gross. I can tell you about <laughs> at the party. You want to hear about at the party? Um, <laughs> this past Friday night, there was an at the party. Yeah. Small little get together. Uh, I was there. And anybody came to the Grindhouse show last Friday night, it was it was titled Fireball's Grindhouse Blood Red Summer. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, it lived up to its name. Um, somewhere during yeah. the match, I got a big gash not in the back of my head. Don't know how it happened. Don't know when it happened. But I was bleeding for almost four hours straight, nonstop, before I decided to take a shower. Because I'm drinking beers, eating tacos, hanging out with people. Me and Miss Grindhouse were together, you know, trying to get my dingling wet. Um, so I'm like, you know what, guys? I'm going to go upstairs and take a shower. I go up there to take a shower. I start getting woozy, and I pass out. They have to call 911. I'm in the bathtub, butt naked, blood everywhere. People standing around scared. Uh, my friend Tommy, not the Tommy Thomas, another guy named Tommy, uh, Apparently he's kind of squeamish of blood, but he sit there and held this rag over my head until uh, EMS got there. In fact, my profile picture is a picture of the EMS marker on Facebook. Is the EMS With marker you like wash the blood out of my hair while I'm standing in the shower naked? Yep. <laughs> so they wanted they wanted me to go to the hospital, and I wasn't going. I was like, either you fix me here, or I'm gonna die here. Because I know as soon as you step foot in the ambulance, it's like a thousand dollars off the bat. Right. I, I guess I just really died at $1,000. But, uh, yeah, so that was the fun after party, I guess. And then uh, I'd like to thank, you know, Miss Grindhouse and then Ariel. She uh, stayed with me all night through the night. You know, my friend Tommy stayed with me all night through the night. And then my dumb ass gets up Saturday morning, goes to Concord, and does Inkfest. And, you know, <laughs> and Terry Houston doesn't take it easy. Busts his fucking light tubes over my back, like me with trash cans. So he places the meal thumbtacks. And here's the, here's the messed up part. Um, there's this chick that I'm digging on as well. Stays up towards, uh, towards Asheville. I was going to go hang out with her after the show. You know, spend the night with her, hang out with her, all that stuff. I really, you know, she's a cool chick. She made me promise before the weekend even started that, that I wouldn't get hurt. Because she just can't oh. take She can't take the blood and any of that. So I kind of fibbed about what I did for the weekend until I got there. And then when I got there, she just, you know, kind of, like, went to pieces. And, but she took care of me. She brushed a lot of the blood out of my hair, took care of me, cooked me breakfast, cooked me dinner, took me out for drinks. So I had a pretty good weekend last weekend, even though I did three matches. It was pretty good. So. There you go. There you go. What uh, what events do you got coming up, Justin? Um, Fireball's Grindhouse is going to be September 13th. I'm already working on that. Um, uh, I'm doing. I'm actually doing the show next Tuesday, uh, next Saturday in Tennessee. That we know I was talking about earlier. The uh, LX. Your debut there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm debuting. I'm doing that. Um, and that's really it. It's inside the milestone in August. I know I got that. That's okay. really all I have. That I have like set in stone booked. But now that always right. changes because towards the end, like towards Thursday night, so I'm getting stuff from promoters when they come up there. But uh, this weekend, I'm not doing nothing. I am not doing nothing wrestling-related. I'm coming home Friday, cutting my grass. Saturday night, I'm going to Tremont Music Hall, watch the Hate Wheels third play, drink some beers. Sunday, I'm probably going to sit at home, watch 
It's always sunny in Philadelphia all day. This week I'm doing nothing wrestling related. Let's just in the bedroom. That's, 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 that's <laughs> there you go. Uh, folks want to get a hold of you on social media, Justin. How they do that? Um, I have a Twitter, but I've never hardly ever get on it. Um, there's also uh, there's a Team Fireball on Facebook, like a you know, fan page, and then there's Fireball's Grindhouse page, which is not a good way to get in touch with me because I don't. Even, I mean, I run it, but I have like several people who run that for me as well. Uh, one of them is Miss Grindhouse, you know, relent, relentlessly controversy or whatever she calls herself nowadays. I just call her rail. Just call her rail. Right. But the best way to get in touch with me, and I'll try my best to get back at you, I try really hard, is um, just Justin Fireball on Facebook. That's that's where you find me at. Okay. Before we let you go, Justin, we asked uh, all of our guests to do this. Would you mind recording a, a bump for us to say uh, something like, this is Justin Fireball, you're listening to Live from the Armory Wrestling Show? Sure, I can try. I might fuck it up, but I'll try. Uh, you can't and fuck it up any worse than what Cliff Compton did. Um, you <laughs> fuck- so you mean say, this is, uh, this is just a fireball. What's next part? You're listening to Live from the Armory Wrestling Show. Okay, I'll try. Okay. Can we go now? Go whenever you're whenever you're ready. All right, let me, let me clear my throat. Okay, I'm ready. What's poppin'? This is Justin Fireball. You listen live from the Armory Rasta Show. Keep it real, bitches. Just thank you very much for your time. Right. We, appreciate, we appreciate it. No problem. All right, boss. Thank you. All right, Thanks, Fireball. No problem, my hun. <laughs> and there goes Justin. Very cool to have Justin on. Very cool. He he has a vibe about him when you meet him. It's very uh-huh. hard to explain. But there's just okay. something about him that draws people to him. And it's, like I said, it's hard to explain. It's hard to put my finger on what exactly it is. But uh, he's a trip. Yeah, he seems to be a likable guy. We. You know, we certainly wish uh, wish him the best of luck with the Grindhouse shows. Uh, you know, a lot of people enjoy him. Some people don't. It's not for everybody. But, you know, he has no, an envisionment. Not, but... He has an envisionment of what he wants to do. He's the creative man behind of it. If you like it, go. If you don't, don't go. You know, it's kind of like that. So, yeah. Lord, you want to go on and uh, you want to go on and, and pick up where you left off at, and I'm going to take another break and. Get another guest on the phone. Finally. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> wow. Uh, you know, talking about the uh, League, League of Extraordinary Wrestlers, uh, I pay per view on the 26th. Uh, continuing that, uh, Gusset Plates Deathmatch Mike Effin Levy versus the Rabid Pitbull Matt Raby. Bizarro Live Tag Team Collision. The Gamma Generation Fueled Monster. Casey Zilla, I don't make this up, folks, uh, and his partner, Duke Beefhammer, that sounds like a porn name, just saying, uh, from L-O-S-E-R, the Legion of Super Evil Reborn, El Manos and Stretcher the Pooh. I'm not making this up, folks. Uh, there's going to be a bra and panties match with the lovely Miss Alora 
think I need to look into copyright and gimmick infringement on that one. Uh, versus the Sin City Sweetie, Aria Ambrose. There's a fatal four-way Texas tornado rules for the LXW extraordinary title with Red Solo Cup. If you haven't seen him wrestle, it's pretty good. Versus Megastar Memphis Monroe. I'm friends with him on Facebook. Hey, Memphis. Versus Pork Chop Cash Jr., one of the BCB, and Little Donnie. I think there's maybe a couple more matches on here. Actually, there's a lot. Um, oh, and I, I got a message I got a message in for you while I was on the phone making a phone call. From? Jeff the Hitman Hart says hi. Oh, well, hey, Jeff. That's very sweet of you to say hey to me. Yeah. He wanted um, to say hi, Laura. Have... Just to Laura. That's, that's... Well, hi, that's Laura. That's because Jeff likes me. Jeff likes I me. I know. I know. Go ahead. Where were you? Um... That's a good question. Where was I? Uh, <laughs> there's going, a pans galore, money in the bank rumble. Five dollar superstar freight train. Choo choo. The gentleman we just mentioned, Mr. Jeff the Hitman Hart, Cornbread, Cowboy Jimmy, Super Brown, El Polo Diablo. That's the devil chicken, in case you were wondering. Uh, Johnny Eight Ball, Extreme Franchise, uh, Eric Michaels, Bubba Boudreaux, Black America, Dynamite. And L Star, and I'm not even done with the card yet, Bob. I've got three matches. Oh, <laughs> Let me just do this real quick. Real, rematch okay. from Thunder Mania. Loser must buy the winner uh, supper of his choosing. Hollywood Kyle Bakula versus Derek Bischoff and the kosher chef <clears throat> Andrew Goldstein. Major Havoc versus Professor Doctor Heinrich von Lucher's newest monster. I'm not oh, making boy. this up. Uh, and uh, Plus, uh, Justin Fireball um, will make his debut. So you guys get out and if you're going to be in the Tennessee area, go out and see that. If not, you can watch it on uh, uh, iPay-Per-View, same place you watch Evolve, and FIP and Dragon Gate. Very good. Very good. All right, folks. As promised, uh, I'm going to bring on right now onto the show Jackson James is joining us. Woohoo! Hold on here a second. Folks, bear with me here just a moment. I'm having a little bit of technical difficulty. I talked to Laura about this before we went on the air. Uh, there have been several upgrades being happening to uh, <laughs> to my area through our internet. And I am just waiting for uh, my DSL light to kick back on. This is crazy. So I think if Jackson you can have hear DSL? me, yeah, it's a it's a long story. I live in a, I live uh, in a in a in a remote area, Laura. So hold on here a second. Give me just one moment. Go on and continue on, Laura, for just a moment. Okay. Um, hmm. That's a good question. Where should I? Hold on. Uh, folks, Laura, I'm a... I'm a um, we did want to announce that the PWX event scheduled for July 27th has been postponed due to the venue's renovations are not complete. 
There will be shows in August, and you can look for updates at www.twxprowrestling.com. I, for one, am very sad to hear this news because I was wanting to get my PWX fix on in the month of July because I love PWX, but I shall get it on in August. Um, there's the Ring of Honor Summer Heat Tour continues Friday, July 18th. The Masonic Center in Cincinnati, Ohio with the 7.30 bell time. Kevin Steen's farewell match number two, where he takes on Silas Young. It will be a no-DQ match. Also scheduled to appear is my friend and yours, Mr. Michael Unbreakable Elgin, the new Ring of Honor champion, Roderick Strong, Cedric Alexander, Adam Page, ACH, Caprice Coleman, Adam Cole, the Briscoes, and many more. Then on Saturday night, July 19th, I just lost my papers. Sure did. Uh, Ford Community and Performing Arts Center in Dearborn, Michigan. 7.30 bell time. Kevin Steen's final Ring of Honor match will be Steen versus the king of old school, Steve Carino. I'm very sad that I will not be able to attend that in Dearborn. Um, love me some Kevin Steen. Mm-hmm. And so you you good? I'm still here. And if Jackson, if you can hear me, just bear with me a moment. I'm having a problem with the software with Blog Talk Radio. So I think that Jackson is still on hold. If you can just bear with me for a moment, Jackson, uh, I'm trying to get this resolved. So just carry on, Laura. I'm, I'm still on the line, but every now and then, this is the perils of live podcasting, is, is that uh, every now and then we get uh, a snafu with Blog Talk Radio. I thought it was my Internet, and it's not. It's Blog Talk Radio. So, um, Jackson, if you can hear me. Please just hold on. Bear with me for a moment while I try to get this back up and going. Carry on, Laura. Okay, so also on the card will be Matt Taven, Kazarian, and Daniels. We we love them. Jay Lethal, Cedric Alexander, and just so many to list, too many to talk about. You can find all that information at triple H, triple H, triple W dot ROHwrestling.com. AAW Wrestling presents Scars and Stripes Friday, July 18th. 115 West Bourbon Street Club at Marionette Park, Illinois, 745 Bell Time. Scheduled to appear, Heidi Lovelace, Eddie Kingston, Zero Gravity, Eric Cannon, Shane Hollister, Chris Saban, and many more. You can find all that information at www.aawrestling.com. Trans South Wrestling presents Legends of the Ring, Saturday, July 19th, in downtown Gaffney, Gaffney, South Carolina, 5 p.m. Bell Time. Scheduled to appear. This is going to be a great card, folks. Uh, the Rock and Roll Express, Raging Bull Manny Fernandez, Dr. Tom Pritchard, WWE Hall of Famer Jake Roberts, WCW star Stro, my Stro, y'all know Stro. Uh, our good friend Amanda Rodriguez, previous um, guest on the show, George South. If you guys don't love George South, there's something wrong with you. And many more. Um, SWA Wrestling presents Hallowed Ground. Saturday, July 19th, at the Forest City National Guard Armory. Now, folks, we had Rob Kiljoy and James Drake on last week, and this is going to be a barn burner. It really is. You you guys have got to get out to Spindale uh, to see this. Uh, as I said, Rob Kiljoy is on the card. He's defending against James Drake. Six is going to be there. Big Country, 
ADD, Southern Anarchy, and many more. You can find them on Facebook, SWA Wrestling. Um, well, I shouldn't have made fun at the beginning of the program uh, about for those with the benefit of smartphone technology and free Wi-Fi at McDonald's because it always comes back and bites me in the ass. Folks, without any further ado, as promised, joining us on the phone right now is, is Jackson James. Jackson, I apologize for the hiccup. How are you tonight, sir? Uh, all right, man. How are you? <laughs> we're, we're doing good. We're doing good. Like I said, sometimes this is the perils of, of doing live podcasting. I certainly apologize for for making you wait, uh, and I know that your time is very valuable. We appreciate you being with us. And uh, on the phone with us is the other co-host, Laura. Laura, say hello to Jackson, so on and so forth. Hey, Jackson. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? I'm all right. Just, uh, I'm actually uh, late in bed. Um, I've been listening. Uh, I tuned in probably about 7.30, I guess, maybe a little before. I listened to uh, the Man Scout and uh, listened to uh, Justin Fireball. You guys interviewed them. So uh, I've just been sitting here uh, listening to you guys talk a good bit and uh, trying to prepare myself, I guess, for this, this guest spot. <laughs> We're not going to be that hard on you, Jackson, so, so no worries. <laughs> Jackson, when... When you're in a social situation and you're meeting people for the first time and they ask you what you do, what is their initial reaction to you being involved in wrestling? Uh, just like probably most guys. Well, I, I don't know. It depends. Uh, it depends on the person. I've gotten, if I had to break it down into categories, probably two big responses. Um, one of them would be, oh, that's badass. Have you wrestled John Cena? <laughs> and uh, and and then the the other response is, oh that fake stuff. Have you wrestled John Cena? Oh, so, uh, uh it, it both goes back to uh, Cena because even though people you know a lot of guys say he can't work or whatever they say about him, uh, he's pretty over because non wrestling fans know who John Cena is. Guy does a great job promoting himself, so. Uh, yeah, those are the two answers I get. Uh, usually, um, usually once I, I, I tell them about it or describe pro wrestling, you know what I do. Um, they oftentimes get it uh, mixed up with UFC, and uh, but once they figure it out, they say, "Oh yeah, you you look like a wrestler." And I said, "Yeah, I think so, just a little bit." Well, we we've, we've said it on the show many we've said it on the show many times. You know, I'm not not a huge Cena supporter. But John Cena has literally literally done more for the WWE, not so much as in the ring, but as in outside the ring as well. You know, being the he is the face of the WWE, whether people want to admit it or not. So, you know, oh, I yeah. could I could I could understand that. Now, were you involved uh, in athletics in school, Jackson? Yes, uh, I played um, pretty much my entire life. I played uh, baseball, football, basketball. Um, as I got older into high school, uh, I got rid of baseball. Um, sort of, I just got bored with it. Um, it was more of a uh, fundamental sport, I guess. Um, not that I ever had bad fundamentals, but um, I was just more of a. I think a lot of times I, I fueled myself off of some adrenaline, and that's how I how I played. So I, I got out of I got out of baseball pretty quick. 
Um, played basketball and football throughout high school. Uh, in college, I, uh, I actually, um, I haven't got to say this much. I actually walked on to a Division two school, um, North Greenville University, and uh, quickly I made the team. Um, quickly found out that wasn't where I wanted to be. Uh, floated around for a semester, um, and then I actually pretty much walked on to Newberry College, where um, I played the next three years and uh, started practically all three years. Okay. In in your opinion, what is the difference between wrestling and sports entertainment? Uh, well, if you're just saying wrestling, like amateur, um, I think, uh, oh, man, that's a difficult question. Uh Let's stick with, with, with pro wrestling. I, I, I should have clarified myself. To you, okay. what is the difference between pro wrestling and sports mm-hmm. entertainment? Um, I, it's, it's difficult, man. Uh, I don't know if I can really clarify that because I think the way it works now is uh, they go hand in hand. Uh, you, you can't really, um, unless it's like your gimmick, you know, unless you're someone like uh, in WCW Malenko, who was strictly, mm-hmm. he was a wrestler, and that's what people saw. He didn't, he walked out, uh, if you watch him in his matches, you know, the way he approached a match would be probably just like somebody would approach an amateur, amateur contest. Right. Uh, he walked out, you know, rubbing his wrist like he's getting ready to fight someone. Uh, but obviously, um, you know, you can't have, uh, a sports entertainment side without having guys that can do that. So I really don't know if I can clarify a difference between those. They're, they're sort of, uh, it's been all bundled together and uh, they, they work, they go hand in hand now. Um, I don't know if I really have an answer for that, actually. I mean, Malenko was billed as the man of a thousand holds. Another guy that comes to mind, you threw him out, Lance Storm, a guy that was, you know, probably one of the most technically gifted wrestlers, you know in that particular time era, but yet couldn't get over because he basically had no personality or that was the perception. But you listen to you, you read the guy on Twitter and he's funnier than hell. Yeah. It, uh, I know exactly what you mean. And, um, you know, I've met, uh, I've met Malenko, um, you know, not talked to him a lot, but when I've done some extra spots, I got to talk to him in the back and he's the same way. Um, pretty like, He's a nice guy, you know, and I've I've seen him joke around with guys in the back, and um, you know, so uh, maybe that maybe that whole gimmick was uh was something they kind of tossed on him, and and I mean I don't think anyone would be would be fine with or like not be okay with that, you know. Hey, you don't really right. have to cut a lot of promos, just just look mean all the time, and and do your technical stuff in the ring, and and that's how you're going to be. And I don't know if a lot of people would argue with that because. You know, I know a lot of guys that enjoy the technical part of it. That's the fun part. As much as right. it doesn't seem like it, I enjoy that. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, speaking of speaking of Lance Storm, I don't know if I. I'm sure y'all might ask about this later. I'm actually uh, I get the opportunity to train for him uh, later on this month, and I'm pretty stoked about that. Very cool. No, we we will. We'll. I would be too. Yeah, toward. Towards the end, we'll, we'll get some of your your dates coming up and what you're doing and stuff like that. But that's awesome. Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be great. I'm excited. Cool. Well, let me ask you this, Jackson. Um, a lot of people are saying that you are the future of PWX. 
and how do you respond to that, and how do you plan on living up to those expectations? Oh, yeah, I, I saw that somewhere. Um, I don't know who posted it, but then Adrian, Adrian Rohr maybe said that somewhere. I'm not sure. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's a great guy, and not just because he puts me over, but uh, he's, a, he's a supporter of wrestling, so it's awesome that he does that. But, um, yeah, I uh, – I don't know. I mean, I don't. Uh, I, I'm guessing it's just uh, something people see in me. Maybe I don't know if it's uh, I have some charisma, or maybe I have um, the look that everybody talks about. Uh, but um, maybe I am. Um, we'll see how that goes, depending on you know how I keep how I keep progressing there. But uh, just about PWX, that was. Um, I'm very good friends with John Schuyler, uh, someone who sort of took me under his wing early. And when I got on at PWX for the first time, uh, Schuyler told me that he was like, this is a place where you really develop and, and learn things. And um, I immediately uh, showed up there for the first show. And just the locker room is um, tremendous isn't even a, a word. Like, that doesn't even work for how – how awesome this locker room is to describe it. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I got in there, and um, I've been having great matches. Um, and uh, I specifically remember my last match. I wrestled Drew Myers and, um, at good. the PWX show. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. It was, it was a fun match. Um, Drew was, was awesome. Uh, he's a pretty entertaining guy. Um, but, uh you know, there's there's usually a, a crowd of guys, supporters that go to pretty much every PWX show. And um, <clears throat> I remember after the match, uh, I got up, I was celebrating the win, and I sort of leaned over the top rope, and I looked down in that front row, and I could see, you know, everyone was clapping and cheering because I won, but I could see a few guys in the front row that I'd seen at a lot of shows. And... Uh, I don't know who the guy was, but I made an eye contact with this one guy. And just the way he was clapping his hands and the way uh, he was looking at me, it was, it was sort of that, all right, I finally approve of Jackson James and PWX. <laughs> and, and that's really how I felt. I looked down there, and, and while I was celebrating, I thought, all right, these guys finally understand. Like, I'm here for a reason, you know. Uh, I have a – I don't really – I guess I'm not going to say a gimmick because I'm pretty much my, myself in the ring – uh, an expansion of myself, I guess. And uh, I could kind of see that, that it was like a nod of approval, like, okay, he's here and, and he's going to do something. Um, to live up to all of that, uh, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. Um, my days basically uh, consist of um, cooking food, uh, busting my ass in the gym. And I don't know if you guys – I know you follow me on, on social media. Uh, I've usually try to post something every day about being in the gym or uh, pictures, whatever it mm-hmm. might be. Um, you sure studying, do. <laughs> studying matches. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I, I don't know. It's just uh, it's something that's really coming natural to me. And um, I'm, I'm really, like, finding not, not so much a gimmick again. I'm just sort of finding myself and figuring out how it all, how it all flows and how everything works. And PWX has just been a tremendous place for me uh, to grow. And I think that's why 
uh, maybe that's why people are saying that. Maybe they see me start out as, you know, I came in my first match there in a dark match with uh, with Cauliflower Chase Brown, and uh, mm-hmm, I was there. Yeah. Yeah, you know he he uh, got me in that that armbar Kimura or whatever it is he does, mm-hmm. and uh, beat beat me in about four minutes. <laughs> and uh, I think I think people have seen me sort of uh, evolve from being that guy to to what I am now. Um, just just being myself and working hard, and I really think that it's going to continue to to grow for me, and that's going to be a place where um, uh, I get a following and and hopefully uh, eventually win a title at some point. Well, the um, I hope you do too. Uh, I, I hope you do too. It'd be great to see you take on maybe Lance Lude for his um, ITV title. Um, yeah, it would. It you, would. The the group of guys in the front row, uh, I was sitting in the same front row, um, they're called the Dangerous Alliance, and yes, they come to every PWX show. And if you can get over with them, you're doing pretty good. Because they're hardcore <laughs> yeah, uh, wrestling fans. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, learned that, I learned that pretty quick about PWX. I learned um, that, uh, and, and to be honest, the reason I think uh, Brian was interested in me um obviously one of the first things he said was you have a you have a good look and um right mm-hmm. th- that's what i hear from a lot of people uh but um you know <laughs> well, i'll tell uh, you you do <laughs> no i knew it was yeah. coming no. <laughs> um so so uh I, with the pwx uh the way it works there um you know, I, a lot of it is uh, a lot of people call it the Ring of Honor of the South. You know, so there's a lot of uh, strong style type matches. Yep. Um, and uh, that's not like I, I don't think I, I I definitely know that I could hang in those matches. Like I know that I'm conditioned enough and uh, can do enough things to participate in something similar to that. Um, you know, just some of those crazy crazy bouts that that Caleb and uh, Cedric have had recently. Um, there's no doubt in my mind that I could I could hop in a match with either one of them and do what they do and um, but I really think that uh, the first time Brian got to see me work was uh, he he was interested in me because I was a little bit bigger than a lot of the guys there different build I guess uh, I do have a lot of tattoos which I think some guys there uh-huh. do as well but. Um, I guess mine stand out because I have a big one on my chest and I have an entire sleeve. Um, and I think I work a little more uh, old school than than a lot of people um, there. It's just a different style. Uh, obviously, I'm going to adapt to whoever I'm with. I have a feeling if I wrestle Lance Lude, he's probably going to toss me around the ring with some uh, Hurricane Ranas. I believe that would probably happen. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I think my style sort of uh, appealed to the people there, and that's why I ended up getting that opportunity in the first place. Uh, just to be a big, mean, not so much a powerhouse, but just an aggressive, uh, like, I don't give a shit kind of guy. <laughs> just being myself, I suppose. Well, you can't go wrong with being yourself at all. And there's there's an issue that I want to throw out there because I've seen it um, – on social media, and I've, I've, and I want you to um, 
respond to it just because I think you you deserve to get your uh, side of it out. A lot of people are saying that your work with Tessa Blanchard is riding her coattails. And I want to know what your response to that is. Uh, All right. Well, I'll just... um, The last uh, podcast I did, I actually gave a little background on Tessa and I. Um, We met through social media. We were friends through that. Um, She is getting bookings, as far as I know, all over the country right now. Um, And and she and I are very good friends. Um, We spoke today, and she told me, actually, that someone asked if we were dating. Um, But it's not like that at all. She's more of like, I think I told you the other day, she's more of like a sister. You know, I try to to help her out, because even though I'm green, I've been doing it a little longer than her, so I try to help her as much as I can, um, give her advice. Um, but, yeah, riding her coattail, um, I think I've heard a few people, few people say that about Cameron Cade as well, um, which I don't oh, know. Cam. Cameron, and I, uh, Cameron and I don't talk too much. But, um, yeah, uh, what's funny about that is a lot of people, uh, you know, they, they talk about things and, and they don't really understand the backstory or know anything about it. Um, I'm working, and Tess is as well, I'm working the Brad Armstrong Memorial uh, this upcoming weekend in uh, Milton, Florida. Um, They just had one in Knoxville, uh, but they're having one in Milton as well. They had two. Um, And uh, I got booked on that. And, um, you know, they actually asked me if I could get Tessa, if if I, you know, if I had contact with Tessa to bring her. So the first thing that ever happened was I actually got her booked on a, it's going to be a, as far as I know, a pretty big show. Um, Mm -hmm. That's a big deal, a memorial show for someone like Brad Armstrong. Uh, So I think it's pretty funny that people are saying I'm riding her coattail. Uh, Not to put anything, you know, take anything from her. She has helped me get bookings. Um, But it works both ways. I've helped her get bookings. Um, We work together in... um, Yeah, what was the city? Graysville, Alabama. And um, uh, they, the people there loved us in, in, a, in a, it was a good way, but they hated us. Like, we got so much heat. Um, and that really, uh, uh, some people there who helped us get booked on the show, who kind of had heard about us and seen us together, um, I think it impressed them a little bit more than, than what they thought they were going to get, uh, and there's a few clips on YouTube, actually, of she and I at that show, and I don't know if people have seen that, um, but we work well together, and uh, as much as people might say I'm riding her coattail uh, because of her name, I suppose, uh, you know, that's that's not the case. We're good friends. I'd get her booked on a show just like I would get uh, any of the guys booked on a show. Um, if someone calls me up and needs a girl... Obviously, you know, me and yeah. Tessa are, are good friends. Um, so I'd call Tessa and say, hey, you know, Yeah, exactly. Um, so, I mean, people can think that if they want to think that. Uh, I like to think that I've done a lot for myself in a year in the business, and um, it's going to sound bad, but I've done a lot of shit that people haven't done in one year. And uh, I don't think any of that has to do with Tessa Blanchard. I think a lot of that has to do with uh, – me being Jackson James and doing what I do and working my ass off. That, that is that is fair enough. And, and speaking of something that um, 
uh, you did on your own. Um, we, as we know, uh, Caleb Conley was on Raw this past Monday as a Rosebud. And yes. I was wanting to ask you what your experience was like as a Rosebud, because you were in the rabbit costume, right? I was, I was on. Uh, <laughs> I was booked on. I was booked on the TVs for. Right. For uh, it was May twelfth and thirteenth uh, for the Raw, and then the SmackDown taping. And um, uh, somebody from from corporate at WWE texted me like two days before the show, and uh, they were like, "Hey." You know, uh, we need some more people. And as soon as they texted me and asked that, I said, all right, I know we're going to do some Adam Rose stuff because Adam Rose had just uh, debuted on Raw the week before. Um, so I ended up sending them some names, and we got several people <coughs> on the show, um, mainly women that uh, are girls in the area that, that uh, were – some were workers, um, some weren't. But anyways, yeah, so uh, – we showed up, and I showed up pretty much knowing that I was going to do that. And um, while we're kind of picking out the uh, the Rosebud costumes, I'm, I'm backstage, and it's uh, me and Billy Brash, um, Big Game James. Uh, uh, who else was with us? It, it, anyways, they're all grabbing their costumes. And then, uh, and then Adam Rose goes, who wants to be the bunny? And so I'm like, <laughs> you know, I, I look back and he's like, he's like, it's a big pot, it really is. And I was like, all right, I'll be the bunny. You know, so I, in my head, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, there's no other way uh, that I'm gonna show these guys that I have more charisma than being this bunny and walking out on stage first and just acting a fool. Um, little did I know that the bunny had some uh, really wide holes in the mask for the eyes. And I could not see anything. Not to mention I was burning oh. up in that costume. So uh, I, I'm literally, and I don't know. I've seen them use a different costume since, but I've also seen the same one. I guess it just depends on which one they have. Um, you, I walked out on stage and I, I couldn't see anything at all. Like I, I couldn't see where I was walking. Um, I had to have the little lemon. Uh, I had to have him guide me down the ramp. Um, to make sure I didn't, make sure I didn't fall, fall on my face. And um, you can't really see it. If you go watch the Raw, um, if you go watch the Raw from, from that day, as we're going around the back of the stage where the uh, announcer's table is, um, Dutch, or uh, his new name, uh, Zeb, Zeb is standing on the ring apron, and if you look, I, I get up real close to him and kind of dance for a second, and he kicks his leg at me. And uh, I remember him saying, be sure I don't kick you. And I was just thinking to myself <laughs> when I did it, I, I was just thinking, I hope he doesn't kick me because I can't see how close I am to him. I just know I'm going to mock him and then get out of the way. Um, so you can actually see that. Uh, but uh, it, was, uh, it was an experience. You know, I got to meet, um, got to meet Adam Rose, got to meet Becky Lynch, uh, Braun Stoneman, um, Simon Gotch, uh, he, who's wrestling in NXT right now. Um, and then uh, I think one of the coolest things about, about being a Rosebud was um, my buddy uh, Levi Cooper, who uh, is now, I, I can't, to be honest, I can't even remember his, his NXT ring name now. Um, I'm not sure of his work name. But uh, we had a tryout together at FCW um, when I had my first tryout with WWE, 
uh, about a year ago, year to month. And um, that's the first time I'd seen him since, you know, and he got signed and went to developmental. And uh, it was good catching up with him because um, we didn't get to talk too much when we went down to Tampa, but uh, it was pretty cool seeing someone I knew there, you know, and getting to talk to him. And uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, since we're on that topic, if you don't mind me telling a funny story that I think is uh, pretty interesting. Um, Go right ahead. It has to do with has to do with the bunny costume. So uh, while I was there, uh, when you do these extra spots, I don't know how many people have talked about this, it's, uh, it's very rare to see vents, like incredibly rare. Um, you know, you see Triple H, you see, uh, I see Brian James, Road Dog, a lot of the guys that are up there, but to see Vince, um, I just don't think it happens very much. Well, uh, we're getting ready to do rehearsals to go out on stage with with the Rosebuds, and, um, well, I, I'm in a hurry, so I, I eat some stuff out of the catering, you know, and I'm going to get on stage, and I stopped, and I was like, man, I need to pee before we go out here because, you know, I don't want to I don't be out on the stage and have to pee. So uh, I go in the bathroom. I, I took my uh, took my mask off and set it somewhere outside. So I'm in the the bunny costume with no top, um, and no head on it. And uh, I'm in I'm in the uh, I'm in the urinal peeing, and then hear the door open. And I turn and look, and it's Vince McMahon walking in the bathroom. <laughs> and uh, so I mean, it's a pretty it's a pretty epic first time I met Vince story. Uh, and as soon as he walks in, he just kind of stops for a second. And shrugs his shoulders and goes, "Oh, how you doing, kid?" And I was like, "But I uh, said I'm doing well. I'm, I'm about to go get my bunny on." And he just kind of laughed at me. And uh, then a few seconds later, the, uh, the, the I guess he's a security guard that follows Vince around, pokes his head in the door, and sees me in there in the bunny costume with no head on, peeing in the urinal. Um, <laughs> but I, just, I just I just think it's a pretty. Uh, it's a pretty awesome story. Uh, that is I, pretty I'm, awesome. That's funny. That's yeah, funny. I'm hoping that one day, uh, one day when I get to meet Vince again, I'm going to be like, you remember that time you walked in on that bunny pissing? That was me. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool. And, 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 and by, sure by the way, you're too pretty to put in the bunny costume as well. So uh, just want to say that. Well, I didn't, uh, I, I didn't mind being in the bunny. Um, a lot of people pop for that. The, the funniest thing was after the show, when I we were driving from uh, Greenville to, I believe the other show's in Greensboro, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So we were on the way, and I stopped at a QT, you know, to grab like a monster and a uh, protein bar, and I saw little kids that had just left Raw, and I I, bent, I like would walk over to them, and I say, "You remember that bunny?" And they'd be like, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. I said, "That was me." And all these little kids in the QT were flipping out, and it was pretty funny. <laughs> oh, that's cool. So that's I, cool, folks. Yeah, I uh, I didn't mind being the bunny, really. There you go, folks. Our uh, studio number is two one three eight one six one six zero five. We're on the uh, on the air with Jackson James. Jackson, you feel like taking a phone call? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. All right, let's see who this is. Eight two eight. You're on with live from the Armory. Hey guys, what's up? How you doing? Hey. Pretty good. How are you? Good. What are you doing uh, tonight? Out of, wanted to check you out and give you a shout-out from the Burke County boys. Uh, uh, got some shows coming up this weekend. Uh, 
Jackson from the Georgia Bunny story. Uh, the uh, Friday uh, Sugar Grove came to uh, Cove Creek School. If you're there in Boone, come see the Burke County Boys and uh, Heartbreakers and uh, tons of other guys. Uh, Sunday, come support freight train. Join England. Yeah, hey, you know, get on the Kickstarter, pay the money. You know, you know, got a chance to go, you know, sit in other countries. Exactly. How y'all doing tonight? We're we're doing good, Big Donnie. We had Jake on a little bit earlier. I know that you didn't call in to plug any of these events that we've already plugged. You called in because it's your birthday and you tomorrow, and you wanted us to wish you a happy birthday early. That's why you called. Well, 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 not really. I've been working, and actually, I didn't get to hear like the first part of the show. I didn't know Jake had been on. Jake, but Jake I, was I, on. I uh, wanted to call, you know, plug the shows. Uh, <laughs> I just like Jake was, pretty, Jake like, was on. Jake was on. <laughs> talked about the shows and put you over like a flapjack. You're a day late and a dollar short, bub. Oh, really? Yeah, he did, Donnie. He did. Great things, great things. Yes, sir. Uh, well, well, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing just fine, Big Donnie. How about you? Uh, good, good. Doing well. Uh, All right. Don't... But just wanted to give you all a shout-out real quick. Uh, yeah, have a good night, and uh, be safe this weekend. And uh, to the wrestling world out there, BCB for life. See y'all. All right, boss, man. Hey, we'll see you. <laughs> nothing better, nothing better than a run-in from Burke County boy and five-dollar wrestling star Big Donnie. Big Donnie. During the middle of Jackson James's interview, you gotta love it. Uh, it's all good, man. He's uh, you gotta gotta put your uh, shows over, right? You gotta get that word. I, I understand completely. Uh, Jackson, we've talked to to several other wrestlers about this. I wanted to get your opinion on it. Do you feel it's easier? for someone to break into wrestling now as opposed to, say, just five years ago with, you know, I've, I've heard there, we've had a couple of guests on that says, you know, all you need now is a is a YouTube channel and a video camera, and almost anybody can make it seem like they've been in wrestling forever. Well, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, five years ago, um, I, I wouldn't, to be honest, I wouldn't know the difference because obviously I wasn't on, I mean, I was a fan of the business, but I didn't know as much as I know now about how it works. Um, but uh, I do, I mean, in general, I do think it's a lot easier now. Um, you know, just having a video camera and, uh, you know, a YouTube channel, I, I don't think that's quite enough um, because there are plenty of wrestling videos on YouTube that are the shits, and mm-hmm. uh, no one's really going to enjoy it. Um, people are right. going to bash it. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, I think, um, a lot of people, uh, and I, and I've gotten heat for this because my start's different than a lot of guys. Uh, I didn't, I didn't go to, um, a school for a year and pay me tons of money to be trained or do anything like that. Um, so, uh, you know, I think, um, I think it is easier. Uh, guys will, uh, and, and and I bet a lot of guys have a similar start to me, to be honest. Um, there's just there's not as many. I don't think there's as many places to really 
get trained as they're used to be, at least by someone who would be considered an accredited trainer. Um, for instance, I, I credit Dr. Tom Pritchard with, with teaching me um, a lot about psychology, a lot about the business, um, a lot about my in-ring work, technical things like that. Um, <clears throat> but as, as far as I know, you can't. Uh, he doesn't run a training school. You know, he does mm-hmm. seminars and his camps and stuff. But you can't approach him and say, "Hey, man, I want you to train me from being uh, nothing in this business to where I'm ready to start working matches." Um, right. I don't know if there's a lot of places to do that. I know you can do it at high spots with uh, with George South, I believe. That's what uh, it's like. What Tessa does. Right. Um, at least where I'm from, uh, there there's no one within. Um, my good friend Bob Keller does it in. Uh, Columbia, South Carolina. He trains guys, um, mm-hmm. and Bob uh, Bob knows plenty about the business and and knows how to. Uh, I mean, he can work. He's he's good at what he does. Um, so I think you know, from from my house, if someone was in my area, and not saying that you shouldn't drive that far, but it's just uh, it's not as well known as it used to be to to get trained by someone. I don't think at least, um, and. Uh, it's also at the places where there are people training. Uh, it's uh, some people are just so laid back about it, um, and that's just a, a completely different, uh, just a different scene now. Um, I have not that I'm in any any uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for. I, I shouldn't be training people, you know. But uh, you know, I like to help out. When I when I see people who want to train and get better, so you know mm-hmm. if it's like some guys that are greener than me before a show, maybe I can help them a little bit. You know, do little things to help them, show them little things. Um, and the place I originally like took my first bump at a small place called SWA in Westminster, South Carolina, mm-hmm. and uh, they still they still train like two times a week, and uh, you know I don't I don't I'm not the guy to kill anyone's dreams. But uh, there's guys there that shouldn't be training that um, don't have the heart to do it. They they want to be a wrestler, but they don't want to get in shape. Uh, they don't want to eat right. They don't want to uh, get in and roll around just two times a week for three or four hours before they have to hop up and leave. Um, and I've tried to go help them, and I, I literally, uh, the two or three times I've helped, I ran – I ran one kid off immediately. It wasn't because I was being uh, a douchebag. It was because um, he was out of shape and he didn't want to do anything. And I pretty much told him, if if I'm going to be here and help out, uh, I'm not going to help you if you're not going to try to make yourself better outside of this. Right. Um, So uh, I I think I'm pretty old school minded in in the fact that uh, it's not easy and it shouldn't be easy. Um, And I really, even if people say I didn't do the old school way to get into the business, uh, I'm smart enough to understand how that should be. Um, you know, I was fortunate enough to, and I'm not even, actually, I'm not even going to say that. I'm not going to say I was fortunate enough to play a college sport. I busted my ass and I went to college. And I got a degree and I got uh, an education. Um, I learned how to uh, talk to people and how to network and things like that. Um, and I also learned from football how things just aren't handed to me. 
And as much as people might think, uh, think have been handed to me, they haven't been. I've, I've been busting my ass. Um, so you know, aside from the fact that I've I've not done all the old school things, I firmly believe, and that's how it should be. And and uh, I just think people are are let in too easily, way too easily. Right. Um, and it, it kills it at times. It does. Um, I, I I think it's probably way different uh, than it used to be, and it sucks. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, you guys know uh, Alice. You, you know of John Malice. John, I'm sorry, I didn't. Yeah. You said John Malice. Yeah. John Malice. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, you know, one of my first uh, trips I went on uh, with with John, we were just talking about the business, and I'll never forget him saying this. Uh, just talking about how bad it is now and how there's so many people that shouldn't, that aren't trained or just don't have the passion for it but want to be wrestlers. And he said what kills the business is the fact that sometimes you're in the ring with guys who are uh, quote-unquote wrestlers or pro wrestlers, and that guy should be buying a ticket to watch you be a pro wrestler. And I'll Mm. never forget Malice telling me that, and that just kind of, it completely, it it made sense, you know, because I think a lot of times people are let in very easy now, Um, and uh, yeah, I think it's way different, I know that's a long answer, Um, but uh, you know, there's still still guys who do old school training, and I've seen videos of of guys kicking people out of their, their training camps for being out of shape and not being prepared for what physical part of it is going to be. Right. How, Jackson, how has social media, if at all, helped your career? Oh, man. Um, the easiest way I can describe is uh, just uh, I've networked with people, um, specifically John James, her dog who uh, works for WWE still and is, uh, is pretty much a direct ear to Triple uh, H, Hunter, um, mm-hmm. we met through Twitter, and uh, he was the first guy who uh, sort of, uh, like, uh, he saw my first match that I ever had, and it caught his attention. He said, you know, that's your first match. How long have you trained? And I said, uh, about a month. And um, so he's kept up with me on that. He got me booked on my first TVs, and that's sort of been an ongoing uh, ongoing friendship um, mm-hmm. since you know, Twitter's been a huge part. Um, uh, other than that, you know, I hear about stuff. Grand Price Fan Fest, I heard about that on social media, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is where I met Dr. Tom Pritch and pretty much revamped my my short career at that point. Um, other than that, man, I mean, it just uh, it gets your name out there, and it's it's a networking tool. Like you, you right. can. Um, sometimes I hate it. I hate that I have to check my Instagram all the time, and I hate that I have to check Facebook and check Twitter. But um, it's part of it's part of wrestling. It's part of my career now because a lot of people contact me because those things get booked. Um, here recently, I've had my Twitter grow a good bit. I've had my Instagram grow tremendously. Um, and uh, you know, now I'm about to have a ProWrestlingTees.com store set up, which uh, awesome. now you. 
Yeah, uh, and that will be soon. They have all the paperwork. I'm waiting on that to get uh, finalized, and I'm going to submit my designs. Um, but, uh, you know, they <laughs> they used to not be like this, but now uh, the only way that you can get a pro wrestling team sport is to have over 2,000 Twitter followers. Or right. Believe have, me, we know. <laughs> yeah, we know. Or or you or you have to be a a, a a former legend, you know, someone that everybody knows. Right. But even even yeah, with that, maybe. if you if you don't sell, um, I think if you don't sell with around twenty five shirts or something within the first ninety days, do they take your store down? Yeah. So. Uh, oh. I'm, good yeah, to know. I'm definitely gonna, I'm definitely going to use social media <laughs> to be um, be promoting that to keep that alive because that's that's another means of income. You know, you got to no kid. Yeah, you got to got to keep it all working together and cohesive. Uh, and that social sure media. Is, we know. Uh, um, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to ask you. Speaking of social media, I did a little snooping and saw a tweet. Um, how do you know Todd Chrisley? Oh, wow. <laughs> um, this is funny. Uh, Todd Chrisley grew up in uh, my hometown, Westminster, South Carolina. Um, he and uh, he and my mom were good friends growing up. Um, and I was literally sitting in my house one day. My mom never told me this. And this you know, their show has been out for quite some time. Um, mm-hmm. And... Uh, my mom's just sitting there, and she's like, she's like, oh, I remember Chris Lee, you know, from when we were younger, and just starts telling me all these stories, and uh, I just told my mom, I was like, I'm going to tweet him, you know, see what he says, and uh, so I ended up tweeting uh, Todd Chris Lee, and uh, of course he responded, because obviously he uh, he knew my mom once I mentioned her name, and um, yeah, so I don't know him personally, but uh my mom does, and they were uh, very good friends, from what she says. Uh, and that was when he was younger, um, up until like eighth or ninth grade. But she said when they were little kids, they had a little group of friends, and they were all very close. So uh, yeah, that's the, that's the Todd Chrisley story. I wish he'd put me well, on that I, show. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, no well. kidding. I, I love that show. It's it's hilarious. I was just, I think I was looking through. Maybe your Instagram, or it might have even been your your Twitter feed, and I saw that, and I thought, oh my God, he knows Todd Grizzly, or you know, he, he was about your mom, and it was a very sweet tweet, you know, you know, I, I I love your mother, I hope she's doing well. It was just really sweet, and I thought that was really nice of him to do that for you. Um, I'd like to ask you, what's it been like teaming with Gangrel? Oh, that was uh oh gosh, um, I've been wrestling about six months at that point, probably. Um, and I wasn't even booked on that show. Uh, I showed up. Um, again, Bob Keller, the guy who uh, runs his school in, or I don't know if it's really a school, but he trains some in Columbia and, and uh, also helps run the WrestleForce shows. Uh, I can't remember who Gangrel's partner was, but he did it show. Um, and, and there I am, that uh, like green kid who... Uh, no one really knew, but um, and, and Bob puts me over to the guy who who booked the shows there, the guy who promotes it, and uh, they uh, they stick me in this match with 
with Gangrel, and he is um aside from you know what people might know him from on WWE, obviously is is uh he he is that guy. He is crazy and uh, kind of creepy, but um one of the most uh, fun guys to talk to. Um, just a great guy, uh, and it, it was uh, it was it was exciting. Um, we're going to walk out, and they start playing the Broods music, and here I am wrestling six months, and I'm walking out with Grill to the Broods music, and he does his his blood gimmick. Uh, it was uh, it was awesome, it really was, and um, that showed me pretty pretty quick that uh, I, I've. Not that I was on his level by any means, but it was like, you know, like you can you can be in the ring with guys who have done this for a long time. You know, it's it's a learning experience, and even though you're really clean, you're gonna have to be in the ring with these guys. And uh, we went out and had a great match. Um, to date, that's the only match that I've stood in the ring afterward, and the fans uh, chanted five more minutes. Um, they really liked that wow. match. Wow. Yeah, yeah uh, it, it was it was very fun, and Gangrel was was an awesome guy. Um, That's I hung out with pretty dang impressive. Night. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, yeah. it was fun that. Well, I I don't I, I would be in awe because you know I grew up watching the Brood you know, you know myself I I would totally be in awe and I can just imagine everything that was going uh, through your mind at that point. Um, Jackson, I want to thank you for coming on our show and spending time with us and letting us know a little bit about you and letting our listeners know. And um, I hope to see you in PWX next month. Um, always yeah. enjoy uh, seeing you wrestle. And I think I think you're going to go far in PWX. I think you're right. I think it's a, a good home base for you. And, um, again, want to thank you for coming on and sharing a little bit of your life with our listeners, and I would like to ask you a favor. We ask each guest to record a little bump for us so that we can put in the intro um, something along the lines, you know, this is Jackson James, and you're listening to Live from the Artie, uh, Artie, listen to me, Artie. Live from the Armory. <laughs> See, everybody messes that up. Um, live from the Armory Wrestling uh, Show, uh, any way you want to do it, any take, you know, you want to uh, then you want to put on just go right ahead whenever you're ready. All right, so I'm good now. Yeah, you can I you can go now, Jackson. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. This I'm sorry. This is Jackson James and you are listening to live from the Armory Wrestling Show. Thank you very much for that, Jackson. What upcoming events do you have so that the fans can want to come out and see you? Where where can they find you at? I know that you had mentioned the uh the Brad Armstrong show uh, coming up, and I know that that is uh, hold on here. I just had it up. Jeez, it's, this is uh, the joy. This is the joy of technology right here. This is July nineteenth at the Milton Community Center in Milton, Florida. This is the uh, the second annual uh, Brad, Strong, Brad Brad Armstrong Memorial. Uh, what promotion is that for? I'm not sure, actually, if there is a specific uh, promotion associated with it. Yeah, I don't <laughs> um, see one listed on the flyer. Yeah, I don't think so. Like, I think uh, a place out of Knoxville ran the last one, and some of their bookers and promoters uh, kind of got it together. And mm-hmm. I think this one has actually been a uh, um, 
just uh, sort of not not thrown together, but there's just been a lot of people having some input, so I don't think there's a specific promotion. Um, okay. I do know that uh, the night before, there is a WWE house show in Pensacola. So, uh, you know, the, the Pensacola uh, community um, are probably going to get a great weekend of wrestling, you know, having a WWE house show the night before, and then a Brad Arnold from Memorial Hall is going to have a, a good amount of talent, I believe. I think uh, Brian James, Road Dog is going to be making an appearance there as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, hopefully that will be a fun weekend for all of them. Um, seven, let's see, July 26th, uh, I'm in Force City for SWA. Um, 27th, I was in uh, PWX, so obviously uh, Brian told me that that place, he was scared he would need some shit kicker walking into the building because of how dirty it was. So that's right. not happening. Yeah. Um, let's see, uh, August 9th, I'm at Trans-South Union, South Carolina, uh, 16th and 17th, PWX, um, a new place I will be at in August will be UCW, um, somewhere in South Atlanta, I'm not sure the exact location, um, but you can find them on Facebook. Uh, other than that, uh, I have the, uh, I have the camp, um, Greg Price, his, uh, Legends, Mid-Atlantic Legends, um, fan Fest and the the camp that he runs with that, which uh, Dr. Tom Pritchard runs with Les Thatcher. Uh, Nigel McGinnis will be there. Um, uh, Lance Storm, tons of people. Um, I think there's right. like 40 plus participants in the camp this year. Um, and then they also have shows there. I'm not sure uh, how. I know a lot of the matches are booked. That's a really good card. If you guys, have, I'm sure you guys have been keeping up with that. Um, but uh, oh, yeah. you know, possibly I'll be in one of those, one of those matches on those two shows, two nights they run. Did you have a question? No, no, we we were just we were just listening to you. Oh, I yeah. thought someone said something. But no. um, that's about it for the next like two months. I mean, I have other dates, but I don't want to go too far. I understand. If uh, fans want to find you on social media, Jackson, how do they do that? Uh, Instagram and Twitter is uh, Real Jackson James, and that's J A X S O N. Facebook, they can they can search Jackson James. I have uh, a Jackson James page. Go like it. Also, add me as a friend on there. Um, and yeah, that's about it. Actually, uh, you know, both everything. I need contacted on Facebook. Very cool, Jackson. I want to thank you very much for coming on the program tonight. We certainly appreciate your time. Uh, Thank you, guys. I I enjoyed it. Thank you, sir. You have a good night. You too. All right. Thanks, Jackson. Thank you, Laura. It was nice talking. It's nice talking to you. And there goes Jackson. Very cool. Very cool. Obviously, folks ran over a little bit because of the uh, technical difficulties that we had uh, earlier in the program. Going to run down a a couple of lives. Yes, we did have great guests. Any busy show, you're keeping me up. Let's see here. I'm going to run down a couple of cards, and then we're going to wrap things up. Uh, CWF Mid-Atlantic presents No Excuses, Saturday, July 19th, Mid-Atlantic Sportatorium in Gibsonville, North Carolina, 7.30 bell time. Uh, scheduled to appear, Mecca Mercenary, Michael McAllister. Plus, they will be having the Weaver Cup tournament action to decide finalist number three, in the Weaver Cup that will be coming up at the uh, later on in the year. This is a pretty big card here. Maryland Championship Wrestling, 
will be having the Shamrock Cup 2014, Saturday, July 19th at the Joppa Marketplace in Joppa, Maryland. The doors open at 5.30. This is one of the Northeast's premier tournaments. Uh, There are too many talents to list here, but a few of them that will be appearing. 2013 winner Luke Hawks will be in action, former show guest Matt Hardy, Devon Dudley, former WWE uh, diva Caitlin will be there, and also former WWE TNA talent Shelly Martinez will also be making an appearance. You can find out information on this at www.marylandwrestling.com. I put this one in just for Josie. Steel Domain Wrestling, Saturday, July 19th, Hopkins Pavilion in Hopkins, Minnesota, 6.30 bell time. This is billed as the eighth level of hate match, Colt Cabana versus Adam Pierce. You knew that that feud was just too good to just fade away into the dark. Info on this show can be found at www.steeldomainwrestling.com. And last but certainly not least, NWA Elite Second Annual Super Show, Sunday, July 20th, East Park Recreation Center in Houma, Louisiana, 3.30 meet and greet, 5 p.m. bell time. Scheduled to appear, WWE Hall of Famer Hacksaw Jim Duggan, John Saxon, Andy Dalton, Scott Phoenix, Byron Wolcott, Steve Anthony, and more. All info for that can be found at EliteChampionshipWrestling.com. Folks, we've come down to that uh, magical time where we're going to announce our next week's show guest. It is a return guest because we actually had to split the show, and we felt it only fair uh, that we bring Josie Morgan back, uh, wrestling photographer. We had a ton of other stuff that we wanted to talk to her about, want to get her thoughts on uh, everything from Ring of Honor, Kevin Steen's uh, uh, moving out of Ring of Honor to CM Punk's retirement, a bunch of different stuff, Cole Cabana, uh, we always have fun with Josie, and can't wait to uh, can't wait to get her back on the program next week. We'll also be giving you our thoughts on some wrestling subjects that the fans have been asking us about. So we'll have that, and of course, all the indie news. I can tell you that July going into August, it is just stacked with shows. So we're uh, got a lot mm-hmm. of stuff to cover for you. Certainly uh, appreciate you tuning in and listening wherever you may be at. We're here every Wednesday night, 7 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio. We're also on iTunes. Laura, do you have anything you want to say to the fans before we go? Two things. Speaking of Miss Josie, she and I are heading up to Roanoke tomorrow night to see Mick Foley. Mm. I'm so excited. You just don't understand. He's doing his comedy thing. She's going to be up in Roanoke, so she's heading up the mountain pick me up and we're going up to Roanoke to see Mick Foley and the second thing I want to say is that remember it's Cade's kingdom we just live in it yes and the last thing to remember is Caleb Conley should have worn the bunny suit remember folks there's never a bad seat at the armory we'll see you next week
have been listening to Live from the Armory Wrestling Radio Show. Listen to us on blogtalkradio.com every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at From the Armory. And you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash live.armory.9. If you like what you hear, please take a few moments to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio.